Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and no, you did not mishear that. I'm back from Eorzea to do a special Third Fleet podcast with Rurikon. It's been a long time, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing great. We had uh, really good news uh, yesterday, and uh, yes, it was yes. the, the, even, the even better news than Title Update 3 and all of that was that you showed up in stream and you told people, hey, uh, if you guys like Hit this video like enough, <laughs> we'll do a podcast. And I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> Yep, and, and people, everyone came through, so here we are. Yeah, the Monster Hunter community definitely delivered. Like, there were so many people in the stream yesterday, too. Like, NCH Productions was there. Oh, nice. Arc, Arc was there. Um, Dark Hero was there. You were there. Uh, who else was there? I, I, I'm probably missing somebody, but there was a lot of people from the community in yesterday's stream, which was friggin' fantastic. Thank you to everybody that showed up. It was, uh, it was an awesome, good time. And today, I'm here with Gaijin. This is... Third Fleet Podcast, episode 71. It's been a long time. <laughs> took a I, long looking, time to get from 70 to 71. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to you uh, slowing down on Final Fantasy XIV so that we can do these more often. Now, I'm actually going to bring up a very interesting thing for people that aren't aware. Shortly after, uh, me and Gajan decided to take a break because he wasn't playing that much Monster Hunter and stuff like that. And I didn't want it to just, oh, let's force the podcast, even though there's not much to, to really talk about it. I didn't want to do that. But shortly after that, I received an email from an advertising agency telling me, hey, Manscaped wants to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I can't take that sponsorship because we're not really doing it on a regular basis. So it wow, so I robbed, I robbed you of a sponsorship of Manscaped. Robbed us of, of, of a sponsorship for Manscaped, man. Oh, my God. I, even for the meme, I don't think I would want to do that. That's just, too, that's just yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> But it was, that's, it was that's just weird. some fun, yeah, some fun times. When I when I first heard the word manscape, it was on I think DeFranco, and I'm just like, what is man? <laughs> so, so you what so the? you don't you don't understand what manscaping is? Really? Oh, I I I do. But when but, I fir but, I first heard it on his show, and I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my god, okay, that's a sponsorship thing now. No, Great but, Shadow but Legends and manscaping and uh, was it Worldly no, is the other one, right? That everyone. But does. listen, I'll tell I'll tell you something right now manscaped ads they, they have like the best ads i'm not sure if you've seen their ads on youtube they're freaking amazing the official ones no i've only ever heard people talking about it like no but it, it's just really good i'm not i'm not gonna tell you what they're like is it take me forever to describe them and it wouldn't be yeah. nearly as funny but there's some really funny stuff in there it's, it's interesting that we're not sponsored but we're giving them all this free airtime too <laughs> 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 anyways um so uh, first, first and foremost, I wanted I wanted you to address the Monster Hunter community, man. Tell them tell them what you've been doing because I'm sure that people miss you a lot and they obviously want to hear from you. What have you been up to? Yeah, I miss everybody, but I gotta be honest. I am so so happy that people are being so understanding with me. So it's like, as as I said before, like I we went we did the full gauntlet of Monster Hunter last year, right? Like, yeah. my daughter got into it, we played Iceborne, we played uh, Generations Ultimate, we played Monster Hunter for You, we played Stories 2, uh, we played Rise and Sunbreak together, all the way to the end credits together. We did a lot of Monster Hunter. And then I got hooked on FF14. Uh, 
she didn't come around to it until maybe four months later, but then she's like, I want to play it. At that point, I transitioned into the, because of one outage of the PlayStation Network, I was so pissed off that I bought it on PC because I wanted to play it that bad. I couldn't wait, you know, like an hour or two because I didn't trust something to fix it. So I, I switched over to PC and that opened up a console. So she's like, I want to play it. I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm like, okay. And now we're both in love with the game and playing it. So, you know, I've, I actually did one. We had the last update with the flaming Espinas and Violet. Mizutsune. I did um, decide to transition over to PC because, like I asked her, I was like, are, are you going to come back? And she's like, mm, maybe at the very end we'll do some hunts, but, you know, go for it, you know, because I was, I was not handling the jump from FF to Monster Hunter. The, it was just messing with me. The he's whole talk, and he's talking about and, the, the frame rate mostly, guys, because for, for some people it affects them more than others when you jump. Yeah, I'm not hating on 30 FPS. I mean, a good 30 P FPS is way better than an unstable... 60 yeah. like that's i'll say that and but and your the, eyes adjust like after an hour you, you're like why did it look so jaggedy slow motion like at the start because now your brain's filling in all the frames and it's smooth but when you man when i do that transition it takes a good hour but when it when it does click it feels really good and and in your case it's even worse because you're not jumping down from 60 to 30 right you're jumping down from like a hundred something to 30 or are you playing it at 60 uh, I actually 14, locked I mean. it at 60 because okay. I didn't want, I don't want to use like more energy than I need to out of my PC. And huh. honestly, I don't, I can see the difference between 120 and 60, but it's not so pronounced to me that it's worth it um, to have that yeah. GPU like work in overload. So I'm just like, I'll just enjoy everything on max at, you know, 1440p at 60 FPS. That's good. Um, you know. It's not that energy's bills are big. It's just wasteful, in my opinion. If if, if I'm not going to get the benefit of it, you know, I may as well. So I went ahead and did that. So yeah, but it's silky smooth. So it's just like, ugh. So I made the yeah. switch. I, I I I you know I bought it on PC and you know I I started bringing up my character and I got up to I think master rank forty five now. So not quite fifty yet. Um, but I was able to get to the point so I can play, and I made the full set for Flaming Espinas, and uh, I'm halfway maybe, not even halfway, I'm like two pieces in of making the Mizutsune set, but I got to enjoy it, and that was really fun. And then I went right back to FF14 because that's where, you know, this year is like, look, the world climate, well, the climate literally, but also the world climate, like, you know, just the general vibe around the world has not been very good. It has So, like... You have a you got crap going on in the world. I've got a thirteen year old daughter who, in most cases, they start like I don't want to talk to you, like your parent, but we're like we're like mates, we're like total friends, and we're playing games all day together and bitching off about school or work or whatever. Um, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. So I just embracing the family time and said, and I just recently tweeted actually, I, I said. You know, my, the, the train has passed when it comes to me and Sunbreak. Like, I love the game. I'm going to continue playing every now and then. And I'm sure I'm going to hit a phase where, you, like you said, where I'll lean off 14 a little bit. I don't know if, when. Or I'm, if I'm, surprised, I'm surprised it's taken this long, especially with how hesitant you were to try it out. Like, it's. Yeah, I know. You, you've completely surpassed me. You've done like Savages, you've done Ultimate. You've done one ultimate. I, I was about to say plural, but not quite there no, yet. No, it will be plural soon enough. 
So you, um, but yeah, you, it's it's and, just and crazy. The mo- the most impressive thing is for people that don't know, Gaijin's doing ultimate on a European server from Japan with like about three hundred millisecond ping to two hundred eighty milliseconds. Yeah, it's 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 friggin' completely wild because like even just doing mechanics on regular ping. For like, for instance, P5S doing a mechanic called Devour, it, it's so tight. Even, even for me with like 50 milliseconds, and to know that you did that with five times my ping, I was like, whoa. You know, <laughs> All what, right. Yuna, Yuna gives me crap because I can do Devour and P5S perfect every time, but yet I get caught every time on the normal version. She's like, how the heck can you do the Savage version but not the? I don't get it. I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's just different, I guess. The, the devour for people that are, probably don't know anything about it. It's just a mechanic in 14 where a monster jumps all over the place and he's super fast yeah, yeah. and you have to like pre-position ahead of time. Otherwise the monster catches up to you. Yeah. And actually One having millimeter yeah. and you're gone. Yeah. And, and it's like having a higher latency makes that like 10 times as hard as just having normal latency just to explain that particular mechanic. But um, yeah. Yeah, so but yeah, been- so like so I'm in that world, but everyone's been cool. Like I have not lost many subscribers, which is really nice. Um I bet you if I made a video now, YouTube wouldn't show it to anybody. I'm yeah, of positive course not. of that. <laughs> of course not, because I don't exist. And I haven't made almost anything this year. And I, I thought, you know what, at this point I'm the noob when it comes to Sunbreak. You're my senpai. I don't Oh, I'm the senpai. <laughs> I live I because I still watch your videos. I watch Rage Gaming videos. Congrats to them, by the way. I saw that they're finally doing their merch they did a video the other day on that oh. so and the new logo is cool um and eric's of course and the guys uh super rad all all the you know everybody i watch so i enjoy it and i'm i'm living the monster Hunter life through you guys um but you know it's a good time for me to take a break and i you know i like to do tutorials and at this point it's like i'm the one who needs the, tuto- the tutorials no, here's here's so. the interesting thing there haven't actually been that many tutorials for sunbreak because i didn't do tutorials for all of the weapons because i j- i just got to a point where i i didn't feel like it and on top of it with the introduction of curious armor crafting i basically came to a point where I was investing every single resource that I was getting from anomalies into machine. Yeah. Into curious armor crafting to, (laughs) to fully upgrade my, my gun lance armor. And because, and and this is the thing, like a lot of people gave me crap when I complained about the amount of RNG that it was, but that's because people aren't aware that I'm incredibly unlucky with RNG and it takes me, probably 10 times as much materials as everybody else to get something good in in my armor pieces and a lot of times it's not even something good it's just like something passable and i'll be like okay yeah i'm not touching this armor piece anymore that's good enough but you want uh, botany you get it no <laughs> yeah it's uh so so it's like i did i did guides for i think if, if i remember correctly it was like the charge blade the switch axe the gun lance and sword and shield and I think that, that was about Ooh. it. I didn't I didn't touch any of the other weapons. Be- also because Sunbreak introduced a lot of complexity to to a lot of weapons. It's yeah, just it's... like there's so many different move sets that I kind of feel like if you're going to put out a guide, you need to really get to a point where you've mastered that weapon in yeah, in a yeah. way. Like you don't have to be the best player in the world, but you need to have a much deeper understanding of the weapon than necessarily yeah, otherwise just like the a, guide will sound complex, you know. Yeah than just like a surface level thing you can't just have a surface level knowledge of a weapon which is kind of like the way that i did most of my guides in world 
Because surface surface knowledge was kind of enough to get people started. But in Sunbreak, yeah. I don't think that is the case. You really, really need to know. And I was like, well, how the hell am I going to... I made that video. <laughs> I'm not sure if you watched it for the um, for the greatsword, where I was like, Gunlance main tries greatsword. And I was basically <laughs> missing everything, screwing everything up and all of that. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to make a guide for this? I can barely play the damn thing. I can't, it's just like, I can't make a guide for this weapon. And even for me to like yeah. do switch axe, it took about, I think, a week or so of me just exclusively playing switch axe hours and hours on end to really get everything down to a point where I'm like, okay, now I can kind of like talk about it. Here's how this works. Here's why you do this instead of that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that for longsword. Screw that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not going to torture myself. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm fine with, you know, not thinking about doing videos for Monster Hunter until the next big game. But when that comes, oh, man, me and Yuna are going to be hyped for that. And I'll definitely be making content for that for sure. But, you know, I'm going to enjoy my time away, and hopefully we can do some more Third Fleet podcasts. And, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm we got a lot of things available. to talk about today. <laughs> You're available as long as the uh, location is not Eorzea. Hey, why, why you got to, <laughs> like, listen, I go, I go to Eorzea whenever it's raid night. I go in there, and mm -hmm. I raid, and then, you know, I also did the, um, I did a little bit of Criterion. I ended up not doing as much of Criterion as I Expected I mean, that's because like say, that's like saying you know oh i go to the club you know every day and you're never there it's like no i show up once every two weeks and i sip a ginger ale and i leave like what are you talking about it, it's three it's three times a week it's three raid nights <laughs> so i show up three <laughs> times a week i don't know what you're talking about you're like i live in the instance more than i'm in the actual but anyways it's, enough it, it FF talk. there's so much yeah. monster to talk about today that yeah so i wanted to get that out so that's what i've been up to guys um yeah <laughs> That's that's what's been going on. Uh, luckily, the community has not been too harsh for me. Uh, it was inadvertently. It was an accident. I didn't mean for this to happen, but for me basically stealing you away from the community, the community has not given me too much of a hard time, usually more in the joking oh, manner. I think it's more in jest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm happy about that because like it, initially I was like, oh, my God. This, this, I thought I'm, it would turn out bad, but it yeah, you know, I, I was, been really, I was expecting, really nice. I, I was actually expecting people to actually be, you know, legit mad at Hating me, but you. nope. Nobody's actually been like that, and I'm very. Thankful. I think it's because I'm having the time of my life, and I think they see yeah. that, and I think they know that it's also a family thing now, and like you can't ask for much more. So, yeah. But man, so, I've got a list, a monster list of stuff to talk about, and, and so hear your thoughts and give my I have thoughts to, and piss I have people to bring, off, and I have to bring up one thing first because immediately after Ooh. this, we're jumping into Monster Hunter. We're not coming back for any other. Yeah, topic, yeah. So let's 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 quick. Uh, you already the, know. You already know what it is. It's I Wild do. Hearts. We got to talk about uh, Wild Hearts. And first, uh, first, let me just say that uh, whoever is doing PR for Wild Hearts, you guys did me dirty. Like, I've been covering this game, and you guys don't even let me play it. Like, what's going on? Everybody they from... Give you the, every, everybody, all these influencers had access Everybody from the Monster Hunter community gets to try out Wild Hearts, except little old me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that you did me dirty, but y'all did me dirty, okay? I'm, I'm yeah. just going to put that out Ye there. It is yeah, what it is. Y'all missed opportunity, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, it's like, I, I wanted to play it too. I wanted to see what it was all about. I wanted to give my, maybe they know that I won't like it. I, I don't know if that is the case. Because I don't I don't think I've made that much criticism for Wild Hearts, though. I'm just like, oh, this looks interesting. I've, I've even said it because like it's being published by EA, right? And a lot of people yeah. 
are super hesitant on account of the fact that it is Ye. And I understand Ye has kind of like earned that type of reputation. Well, I don't even care about that because they're just publishing. They're not developing it. So Yeah, but the, the important thing to me is that they're publishing it through a label that's called Ye Originals. And EA yeah. Originals is the same label that made It Takes Two, which went on to win Game of the Year. And most yeah, people like... most people that talk about it, they're like, oh, no, this is actually a really good game. Uh, yeah. it, also, it also published the other Hazelight Studios game, uh, which was called A Way Out, which also received like a decent amount of critical acclaim. It's published other games, like uh, Unravel, which is also a really good game. It's published a bunch of good games that don't have like yeah. the predatory monetization that EA is known for. So that gives me a little bit of hope there. But having said that, like Koei Tecmo themselves a lot of times do a lot of like crazy amounts of DLC like on, on yeah. some of their on some Yeah, of their they games, do like so. that DLC. But I mean, they also, I think they're not a very strong overseas publisher. I think their content is good. They've got some really interesting IPs and their studios are good. But it's like... Like, they, like Toki then! Like, like, look at Tokiden or Neo. Yeah. Like, why are they called Tokiden yeah. and Neo? It's like going. It's like putting a movie in the international film section of a blockbuster video in America. Like, people are not gonna go and touch it. I don't think that you need to do the EA way, which is like let's sterilize it and make it like look like Assassin's Creed and call it something generic from the dictionary. You know, it's like I hate that. Um, so I hate the name Wild Hearts. Um, but <laughs> you it's don't like, like the name. You, I hate it, um, but you it's, don't. But, it starts with the name, guys. The name yeah, it does. Is but the thing out. is, like you. But on the flip side, you don't just call your game Neo. I mean, it's like Nino Kuni when they did that, right? With uh, level five, I thought they were insane. I'm like, you guys have something that's pretty cool here. Like, you don't need to just call it. I know it's a Japanese game, but like most, I I know that most people have. They're not even going to remember what it's called because it's not English. You know, and it doesn't, it should invoke something, and it invokes, this is a foreign game, that's all it invokes. Like, if I call Damn. it a game, you know, like, I don't know, I'm not going to make up a word, because it'll probably be an actual word, and I'll sound like an idiot, but, you know what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it starts with the name, but I mean, so I don't, I think, you know, as a, glo a global publishing arm, because they're obviously going after the global audience with this one, I think, you know, it sounds fine, going through the e EA, whatever it's called, play or originals or whatever. But, uh, so I'm not worried about that at all. I mean, and it's, was it, um, why is, why is the name escaping me? Omega? Omega Force. Omega Force, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to call it Omega Tribe, but yeah, Omega Force. I, I thought it was They're a good developer. I thought it was interesting that in the press release, they basically named a bunch <laughs> of games. They're like, oh, Dynasty Warriors, uh, you know, the Warrior series. And yeah, because they, they have an allergy to Japanese names. They're just like, yeah, they made Dynasty Warriors. I'm like, yeah, that's not what you lead with when you've yeah, got... Like, a, they made Tokiden. That the, is a yeah, cool-ass series. That was my, the first the first video that I did covering Wild Hearts. didn't even have a name. They were just saying, like, oh, we're making a Monster Hunter game. And I was like, oh, okay. And then in the press release, they're like, this is from the same team that brought you Dynasty Warriors. And I was like, wait, what? They have yeah. Toki then. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's yeah, it's so like weird. Nintendo saying, you know, from the company that brought you, you know, Paperboy. It's like, what? You got better games than that? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It's it's crazy. So I mean Yeah. So I mean they've yeah. they've released like you, you gameplay me. they've released like gameplay videos and all of that stuff. They've shown some of the yeah. weapons and, and whatnot. 
So what did you not like about the gameplay? Because you, you've instantly came out like, listen, I'm just being real. You've instantly came out on Twitter and you're like, this ain't for me. Whoever wants this, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm out. But like, what yeah. was it about the gameplay that you in. didn't like? I, I want to find a way to say this without sounding like an don't idiot. Li listen, mean. listen. It's just don't like filter yourself. Just like, just say, I it. mean, just don't filter yourself. There's just what some games appeal to you and some don't. Right. And it's like everything, almost everything about this game didn't appeal to me. So like, what, well, like I said, so one, like, let's, let's, the let's title start right and the premise. Oh my yeah. God. Like so let's, let's start right at the top. So, because I'm talking specifically about the gameplay visuals, you didn't like the visuals. No, visuals are nice. I mean, it looks like a, okay. a well-made game. Uh, I mean, I have nothing, no beef with it, except for the fact that I hate the, I call it a sterilized UI, but it's the Ubisoft treatment. I hate the UI and like, it's all like, I don't know if Johnny Ive designed it or what, or Google engineers, but it just feels lifeless to me. Like, there's just mm -hmm. no pizzazz to it. It's oversimplified. It's I just mean, too many straight lines. It's just like, it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't. I don't feel the world, you know, like but the it's atmosphere like, in the UI. It's like the the UI is usually one of the things that gets a couple of touch ups at the end, so that might change before before the game is actually released. So you know, yeah, I don't know. But and uh, then it so, was okay. just like you know, what yeah, else? So. How about how about the art style? Do you well, like I the mean, art style? Also, like, you like the even visuals? The, yeah, even the the font for the Wild Hearts. It's like, is it trying to be Japanese? Like it just so it's just weird. It feels like. And this is stupid to say because it's a Japanese developer and a very good one. It, they know how to do Japanese theme stuff very well. But everything I see, whether it's the logo design or just the copy of like how they talk about the story, feels like you know the the stereotypical like Western developer learned about Japan through watching samurai movies and has now <laughs> made a game about it. You know, it's like it's just my eyes kind of roll in the back of my head, but then I go wait. This is a Japanese game, though. Like, I don't get it. But I mean, the, their weapons are not exactly what you'd expect. Because, like, instead of the traditional katana sword, I think that their katana sword's like kind of like a whip thing, so it transforms and whatnot, and you can. That and I, I gotta say though, as a Japanese speaker, to hear "Discover the Power of Karakuri" this what November, is... like there. What is Karakuri? It sounds so stupid. It sounds like an <laughs> elementary kid said it. I mean, it is so bad. Really? So, well, Karakuri just means like, it's like, Karakuri is like a, a mechanism, like a gear or like a contraption or something that you do, right? And Karakuri is just a name. It's just like saying, yeah, it's like a, it's like a Rubik's Cube. It's like a little, it's a contraption thingy. So oh, okay. the Wild Hearts is a game where you can discover the power of Karakuri. Like that makes no sense to me. That sounds so dumb. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is a Karakuri game, so it's a it's a it's a Fortnite. It's a builder that you oh, do action on, because that's what it sounds like, right? And then they say, you know, Wild Hearts is a twist on the hunting genre where ancient tech, not very ancient, um, gives you a fighting chance against giant beasts. And they spent all this time making this crazy Fortnite-inspired looking. I know it's not the same, but like this huge building thing, all so they can just jump off and do one strike against the monster. I'm like. Really? All that just to do a jumping attack? I mean, it it does it does more than that. Like, there's also the hammer thing. There's a, a bomb that you can make. The bomb actually looks cool. The, the way that tame it, you know, a world gone wild. I mean, it just sounds like uh, Anderson uh, from like, you know, the the movie dude. It sounds like he wrote it. I don't know. There's something about it. It just everything about it just rubs me wrong. I just I don't know. 
it's just not interesting to me. Damn. Harsh um, criticism but, for Wild Hearts. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just like in the monster designs. I mean, it's, the monster seems like it's everything cool. from what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't understand the to me, the world setting is the most important thing. And I think that's actually a, a complaint that some people have had about Monster Hunter um, where like the older games were a little bit more heavy on it. But it's the world building that really matters to me. I like to feel like I'm part of the world, what's going on. There's there's a rhyme and reason to everything, right? And one of the issues I had with, like, Dauntless was outside... I mean, the gameplay has come a long way, but one of the things I never felt... I didn't feel like, you know, like I'm a hunter, you know? It's like, okay, I'm part of a community, and there's a thing going on, and it, you just feel like you're part of that, where these just feel like it's just like they just said, okay, let's just write in a roll. Yeah, these vicious beasts. I'm like, they're just sitting there in a flower field grazing they're not ravaging the world like what the hell like everything is just it just feels wrong i don't know like it says you must stop them from wreaking havoc and bring back balance to this world it sounds like it's a it's mass effect 3 going on over here you know and you watch the videos and it's a total disconnect i'm like it's just a damn wolf who looks a little ferocious and you're not even part of this world you're apparently you're like an outsider i don't even know what that means and you're coming in to like save this world, and you've got the ancient power of Karakuri, which sounds dumb. Uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm overly negative on this, and I I recognize that, and I think it's just because it's just not my jam. But it looks mm. cool. I mean, if it, I think people are gonna have fun with it. I think it looks good. As a Monster Hunter fan, does it connect with me? No. As a mm. person who lives in Japan, do I feel the the Japanese come through in this concept? Not at all. You think? Um, do you think it, that maybe the reason you don't like it as much because it feels overly westernized is what what you're getting at? I, I think so. Yeah, because even the monster names, the Earthbreaker, the Lava Back, I'm like, what? This is like, what is this? R L Sol Stein, like Goosebumps, like the Flamethrower, you know, like the Earth Stomper, like the just the names are just kind of hilarious to me. And then they call them Kimono. You hunt the the Kimono. Like, yeah, that, why are you calling them the kimono? That is what, so dumb. What, is, what does kimono mean? Because, I mean, I know this, this kimono. This, kimono is like the outfit, right? The, the, yeah, the ladies' outfit. Yeah, I swear outfit. to God. What this is 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 probably someone at EA going, no, nah, man, you got to embrace the fact that it's Japanese, so we're going to paint it with a Western feel, but we're going to use these Japanese words, and it's going to sound really edgy. I'm like, you're. it's like saying, uh, let me try to come up with an English example so that you know how it sounds. Because I think this is also part of why I don't like it. And it rubs me weird. It's just, I just it feels weird because I speak so, both so languages. So the, lo the localization feels very off to you, is what you're getting at. You you feel like they're uh -huh. losing quite a bit of their Japanese heritage, which is like it's supposed just, to be in in the game because it is a Japanese developer in favor of like overly westernizing the game. That that's the vibe that I'm getting from most of what you're saying. Because like yeah, the, gameplay, I mean, the gameplay, the gameplay itself doesn't. The gameplay itself doesn't appear to bother you that much because, like, you like the visuals. I'm assuming you enjoy the art style. Because I game mean, the looks camera good. looks like super zoomed in. I would hope that you can pull it out. Um, oh, dude, don't play I mean, God. Like, don't play God of War if you an, think like that. Yeah, but it's just an action game. So I mean, I don't know why you would. There's not much to hate on when it comes to that. I mean, good action games are good action games. You don't you yeah. can't knock it till you try it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, but, but like, but what does what does kimono mean then? Kimono just means a beast, like a creature. That's all it means. Creature. Um, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's just a beast. Like kimono, it's like it's like like it just it's literally the kanji for a beast, a creature, like a fox or a bear or something like that. 
And it's like, what? See, see, now I understand more why it bothers you that much. Because like, if if some if some game came out and and they'd just be like, ah, yeah, and then you hunt the monsters, and I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, I know. It's just and and they're called Earthshaker, Lava Back, yeah. I've it's, I've seen a lot uh, of people that they're not happy about the names of the monsters for sure. Like I've I've seen a lot of comments on that in my videos. That, that a lot of people are like, oh man, these monster names are so generic. So I've seen that feedback for sure. It's like, I'm on I'm on the side of the equation where... I mean, the Japanese uh, names are bad too. It's not just localization though. So, okay. Like, you, okay, like, you know, like, they have that big, like, uh, like really pissed off ape. Like the big gorilla. Yeah, the, the lava back, right? Yeah, he's called Jigoku Zaru in Japanese, which just means the hell monkey. I mean, it sounds cooler in English, but I mean, <laughs> it is like literally monkey. two is two basic words thrown together. Jikoku, hell, zaru, you know, monkey. Jikoku, jikoku zaru. <laughs> jikoku, jikoku zaru. Monkey from hell. It's, it sounds like an eight-year-old named it, okay? Like it, it just, it's like oh, Beyblade man. level types of stuff here. So it's like, um, um when, when it comes to, to Wild Hearts, I'm on the um, I'm on the wait and see side of things. Like, I want to try it, which is like one of the I reasons why I want to... I want it to do good. I want it to have played it so that I would actually have experienced it and I could actually say, no, 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 listen, you need to understand, this gameplay is actually like this. Or like, But I haven't, so I have no idea what it's like. But yeah. Well, the thing is also, like, I they said in an interview that they want to make a new Tokiden game, but first they're working on some original game first. I'm like, okay succeed please succeed get money make toki then the next one please god please you just want toki then three you don't want wild hearts yes i don't i don't so i don't I'm know on... it's just it's it's the it's just the vibe i think i don't know but i mean the game looks great i mean we don't have many games it's like horizon zero dawn in that way right like it's it's a it's a graphically nice game it seems like it's action oriented so like there's nothing to hate there it's just as a Monster Hunter fan looking at it, I just don't feel it. It's just not my jive. However, I did think I saw something like a, a boomerang type like weapon. It's not a say. it's not a boomerang. It's like a Fuma Shuriken. Uh, I, I mean, I'm calling it a Fuma Shuriken. I'm not sure if that's actually what it's called because like I, I think I saw that Naruto once, whatever. Those oversized shurikens that they have, they call them Fuma Shurikens, right? That's what they're called. Am I, I wrong there? Me. I don't. But, I, I, maybe. Yeah, I but. So, so I call that a Fuma Shuriken, but it's like a weapon that it kind of like splits up into dual blades. Then you can connect it and it becomes a staff or you can connect it and it becomes like a Shuriken. I think it's like all the same weapon. So that, mm. that is also the weapon that I'm interested in. But it's like I'm on the I'm on the other side of the fence when it comes to Wild Hearts and I'm on the camp of like wait and see. I want to play it. I want to see what the gameplay is like because to oh, me that's sure, the most yeah. important. That's the most important thing because like I can play a game where maybe I don't care that much about the story, it's whatever, if the gameplay is good. My biggest concern is going to be the business model. Apparently, it's going to be just buy-to-play, from what I can tell. Yeah, it's yeah, going to is, be... Thank God. It's also going to have cross-play uh, from the get-go. So you'll be able to play like... At least at least I think that was, because I've made a video on this, and I'm pretty sure it has cross-play. So you'll be able to play like Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Day 1 which is really, That's really cool. good in my opinion. That's awesome. It's only on next generation platforms though, so it's not going to be on like PS4. Um, did okay. I say Xbox One? I meant to say Xbox Series X or whatever yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. current well, one Xbox is. Xbox and their naming schemes, right? Yeah, but uh, so <laughs> the, the crossplay thing I think is really cool. I think it's something that Monster Hunter needs to do on their next game for sure. It's extremely important to try and keep the community uh, together. 
which is something that you have yeah. in Final Fantasy XIV because that thing plays across PS4, PS5, PC, all crossplay. Well, PS4, uh, no, PS4 is is going to be on the list for 7.0 as well, isn't it? I, I think so. don't, I don't know. But either way, so you got crossplay, yeah. and the thing That's about true. it for me is like I just want to see what they do because, like you said, they have the experience with Tokiden. I greatly enjoyed Tokiden. I thought Tokiden was really cool. I enjoyed Tokiden too less. Because the yeah, open I, I world, I haven't gotten to play that really. But the open world, the open world thing, uh, it just had, it had that problem that you have with a lot of JRPGs, where you just dialogue, 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 and it, you know, in certain games that's fine, but like in a hunting game, you're more like just just send me out there, let me let me go out there, let me hunt things, yeah. and. I kind of feel like they overdid the dialogue a little bit in Tokyo then too. Although maybe my tolerance has changed over the years because it was a long time ago when I played Tokyo then too. Um, But so, so it's just like, I'm just curious to see what they bring to the table. I'm curious to see how the, the Karakuri system feels. If it's going to be easy to just like pull it off to do a quick jump or pull it off to do the hammer, or if it's going to be something that I'm I'm like, I don't even want to engage with it. You know, like the gameplay trailer was kind of like, eh. I mean, you got like, you're spending are six seconds scripted. to do a flying jump, but is it is it just because the monster fell over? Are you going to have to do the scripted action every time you want to get up high to hit its weak spot for massive damage? I don't know. One of the things that I like, though, with the Karakuri was like when they made the big walls and they forced the monster to ram into the walls. I'm like, that looks cool. Like having burst into walls and the walls explode and do all of this crazy stuff. I'm just hoping that the... It's not. We're not going to get into a situation like we have, for instance, with Sunbreak, where you get four hunters in there. In this case, three, because that that game is only going to have three hunters, and, it's just and the monster doesn't even us. move. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want a situation like that. But other than that, like, yeah. I'm going to see what it is. And then, like I said, my biggest concern is their business model. Although they have said something that I think is important, which is no microtransactions on launch. Nothing. <laughs> I was <laughs> very. I was very. You see I'm the launch. thing. The the thing is, what is launch? Even... Launch launch could be a second, right? The game yeah. launched. We're, you know what? It's we're going to talk about multi transaction, <laughs> but I'm going to say up front, just so everybody knows, because this is going to be very important for this entire podcast. Because we're going to talk a lot about. Well, I'm going to talk a lot about monetization and DLC, but I am generally, I would say, a very happy to spend money an additional glam for a game i've probably spent i don't know maybe six hundred dollars uh on final fantasy 14 glam um i i do that it's it, yeah i spend Sing- money and listen, I, listen. I did that gaijin, i did that with other games you guys need to understand gaijin is funding the development of final fantasy 16 all right <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm actually not and i you know people disagree with me and that's fine but i We've, I've made the argument, or I've tried to before, the, the position of I understand how dev costs is getting more expensive. And, and you know, there's also ways that, you know, I, I won't get into it. But, yeah, I'm a supporter of DLC. Like, I don't, in general, like, I'm not, I'm like, it should, there should be, never be any DLC monetization ever. It's, it's the execution of it that I'm yeah. sensitive to. But in general, I'm not going to shit on something for having monetization. I don't, I think DLC is fine when done right, so... Yeah, I, th- I think that DLC is fine as well, depending on... The, the biggest thing for me always ends up being... Uh, and this and this is something that I apply across the board to every game, which is why I think a lot of people were surprised when I talked about the Lost Code weapons. But I apply this across the board to every game, and that is, what is in the game that I can get 
by playing the game and what is in the DLC. How, how does the quality differ? And that to me is the, the key characteristic when it comes to cosmetic DLC. When it comes to power, I fundamentally disagree with every form of power being sold in any video game whatsoever because that yeah. fundamentally ruins the experience. I don't care what it's arguments... It's a pay to win, yeah, I hate yeah. that. And, and I don't care what arguments people bring because people are always like, oh, it's pay for convenience. And I'm like, no, it's pay to not be inconvenienced. Let's just be completely real. Stop being fucking delusional because it's very frustrating <laughs> when people... No, it's just like this is a discussion that I have all of the time when people are like, oh, no, it's it's just per it's just a little bit faster experience. It's just like no, 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 no. It's pay to win. Like don't don't try to mislabel it and dance yeah. around. It's it's okay for you to play a pay to win game. I just don't want to do it, right? And that that's the the biggest concern to me. Like if they're gonna be doing anything that like oh you can get this weapon faster, you can pay for this weapon and deals a little bit more damage and whatever. If they're not doing anything like that, fine. And if they are doing cosmetic DLC, and we're still talking about Wild Hearts, if if they're doing cosmetic DLC, then I want to see what is in the game. Is it comparable to what you can get through the DLC? And that dictates how okay I am with it or not. Mm. Yeah. But um, so I guess I guess you kind of brought it up, so we, it's time to jump into yeah, so uh, I mean, Monster, so yeah, Monster Wild Hearts, Sunbreak. Eat your heart, eat your heart out, guys. Like have fun with it. <laughs> I hope it's a good game because I love the developer. I want them to succeed. I can care less about it. I'm I don't play EA games, so I don't have the luggage, uh, uh, the emotional baggage of of hating them because I don't like them. I don't hate them. I don't even know them because I I just really have not played EA games much. So you know. Don't let uh, my don't make me. I hope I'm not being a party pooper. I'm just not feeling it, and yeah. that's fine. You know. Yeah, I, th I think that's fine. It's like it's, it's some games not are not going to be for everyone. There, there's definitely a lot of people. Like I said, I've seen a lot of people in my comment sections that are also not feeling it. So it doesn't surprise me. But I kind of feel like let, let's put it like this: What if the, what if when the game comes out, right? When Wild Hearts comes out. Um, it actually turns out that the game is amazing. The story is actually quite interesting. Like hypothetical scenario, would that would yeah. that then make you consider trying it out? If like you actually see reviews and imagine like I don't I'll, think so. I'll, it's I'd for the make... same reason I won't try Xenoblade. Like I know it's beloved. I know people love it. I know you love it particularly. If you're, how do I? Mm, I gotta choose my words carefully here. I'm I'm treading on thin ground. Um, why why are you treading on thin there, ground? There has to you no, can there criticize games be, that I like. That's fine. No, it's it's like what's the saying that they have about like human attraction, right? Like it's there has to be an element of attraction to to get your foot. Yeah. And then you the the depth of but, the but just, relationship blossoms. But it's like if I don't like if I'm not digging the visuals, like it's just not my style. Like I just don't like that type but, of like I don't want to touch it. But Gaijin, would you have touched yes. Soul Sacrifice if I hadn't told you about it? I never saw it before, so I mean, yeah, it looks awesome. Would like you have Would you have played Final Fantasy fourteen if I didn't harass you for six months every single no. podcast episode? No, but I also love the visuals. I think it's a beautiful game. Okay, I I dig the feeling of it. You try you try to introduce me to something and say it's really good gameplay, but I know you hate yeah. the visuals. It's like I don't want to be in that world. I care about the world so much. I want. But you said I want to feel. But like you a, said you like the visuals of Wild Heart. No, I mean we're talking about graphical fidelity, right? We're not talking about the world. No, I asked I you. Hate, I asked I, you about the art style as well. Art style? I'm sorry. I thought you meant like just the art. No, for, first, uh, like first I asked you about the visuals. You said they're great. Then I asked you about the art style, and you're like, said it looks good. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I missed. I so you missed do, so you didn't like the art style. I don't like the art direction. I'll put. It, I okay. know there. It's so hard because most people don't understand the difference between graphical fidelity and art direction, art style. Yeah. But something like Stories Two, not the most beautiful game ever made. Very simple but textures the art, and polygons. Yeah. Love the art style. Everything oozes with personality in a way that I like. I want to go there. Same could Pokemon be said games about in general. I can care less about. I don't want to go into that world. Same could be said about every single Xenoblade <clears throat> game. Graphical fidelity, not fantastic. Graphical art style, friggin' fantastic, amazing. Good direction, game. Really absolutely. The game. So. Yeah. But if you can't, so you if don't, you don't dig the art direction, it's okay. like yeah, that here, that I want makes you to it. Play as a character where you hate their voice and you just not feel. Yeah, that Anything that makes it. it that makes it much. See, that's the reason why I was still like, well, what if it comes out and you actually? But now that I understand that you don't like the art style, that yeah. makes a lot more sense. Now, yeah, I, yeah I it's think the lingo and it's the art style. Yeah. It's the world building. So I mean, it's so it's, it's 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 just, just not for you. Know, yeah. It is what it is, as you like to say. Yeah, it is what it is. But I but, really want it to succeed because man, I love Omega and I, I really want them to. Ha I want more successful players in the space of these types of games, because yeah. that's what's going to push the genre. Right yeah, and like, I want them to have crossplay. I want it to be wildly successful, so it tells Capcom very loud. Crossplay is a very important feature. <laughs> Please, yeah, invest in doing it. You know, so I tip my hat, man. The best to them. Maybe I'll try it one day. I doubt it, but um, you know, I hope it's good. So, back to Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak then. Uh, yes. So we had the title update three yesterday. Uh, it was actually yes. very predictable what we were going to get in terms of monsters. It was. I got a little emotionally, like, in a hurricane right before. I was like, wait, what about this? Wait, what about this? And then I yeah, just you, wasn't thinking clearly. You were, you were just going straight out. I went into Dream Molten World. Tigrex. Give me Molten oh Tigrex. Someone said that death. in your chat, and I'm like, I didn't think about that because it's a variant. And then I'm like, I didn't even keep up with like the 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 titles of what they said is coming so it yeah, didn't yeah. say the, the road that map. rare species i'm like man i'm just i'm i'm just a blind idiot in love with molten tigrex i, I just thought i just so. thought it was funny that uh before the stream started i was going like okay so most likely we're going to be getting Riz, either risen kushala or risen teostra and the yeah. monster is most likely going to be chaotic gormagala because if gormagala is coming back it would was chaotic in for you actually yeah. Was in, okay. Because yep. I, I never played like G rank of for you, so I I haven't seen everything, but um, so he was really good. Yeah. So so basically, I was like, okay, we're probably getting chaotic Gormagala since Gormagala is back. It would make sense to have all forms of Gormagala. Yeah. And you know, lo and, and behold, it comes out, and he's we get so aggressive. Both, oh my god. Both the Riz, both the risen monsters plus chaotic Gormagala. Uh, I thought I that thought was that was really cool. smart that they yeah. are bringing Teostra and Kushala at the same time. Because can you imagine if they just announced Kushala, you'd be like, okay, next update's going to be Teostra. Yeah. And that would be like, it would just like, everyone would feel like they knew what it was and whatever, no surprise. But they brought them out at the same time. That's great. Because now we're like, wait, there's an Elder Dragon coming next? Hmm, what could that be? You know? What do you think it is, the the, the next Elder Dragon that they're going to be bringing as, as a Risen? Because the next one's going to be a Risen. As, I mean, there's... Wait, they announced a new Elder no. Dragon and then a powered-up monster. So there's going to be another Risen yeah. Elder Dragon and another Elder Dragon. I think it's going to be Amatsu. Yeah, mo most people seem to be leaning towards Amatsu. I'm still holding out hope because you and me have said it since the start of Sunbreak. We need Duran Moran or Jan Moran. <laughs> Give us the Moran I really brothers. Don't, I don't think they'll do it. But we I need it. 
Yeah, we want it. Listen, Capcom. I want Antalka. I don't think we'll get it. But no, I but l it. listen, Capcom, this is very simple. Scrap whatever plans you have. Give us yeah, the Moran brothers. It. It's just that's a guys. No. Comment, comment in the video on YouTube. Let Capcom know that we want the Moran <laughs> brothers. We're gonna influence. We're gonna influence our way to get the Moran brothers in Sunbreak. Yeah. So one thing I thought that they did very cleverly was they released those side stories on Twitter, um, where it's just I, you know some like world building stuff, right? And those have been enjoyable. I haven't read all of them because I, I made a video about the, the first one the other day. And I think that that's what I'm going to be doing because basically those stories are actually not in the website. They're just on Twitter. Yeah. I was, I was really surprised because I, I was like, what do you mean? You have these really cool stories. You're not going to put them on the website? What, what, what's yeah. wrong with you? So I had to go and search through Twitter. I had to put like a very advanced search to find like all of the stories. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to grab all of these and I'm going to make videos for all of them so that at least we have like an archive on YouTube that people That'd can like nice, look yeah. up. So, so that's that's my my idea, and that way people yeah, don't have way to actually of doing read it them. It feels can... like a weird little throwaway. Like those should at least be readable inside the game as well. Would you, like you would you like to Fushigi or something? Would you like to voice one of those? Oh, like both of us narrate some of those. Yeah, or like are you, if you, are if... you thinking about getting like guest speakers for each one? No, no, yeah, no, no. I, I, I was I was thinking about just doing one. I just thought about it. Maybe you'd like to voice a couple, and I'll put them on the channel. It's like whatever. If yeah, if you want yeah, that'd to, that'd be fun. I mean, okay. I won't. I probably just like let me. Yeah, I don't know if I'm good at narrating, but I enjoyed reading the stories in Soul Sacrifice. So yeah, those I think are really that would good. be fun. But there's there's I, what I was gonna say. Like I think they did a good job. Was they did a story which I feel was a dead ringer saying, okay, they're heavily hinting here that Amatsu's coming. Some of don't the people spoil it of for both, me. I haven't read them yet. Well, then I can't talk about this. Damn but, it! Hey, well, okay, well, they used some words in English that that made it really like, well, maybe they're talking about that. No, maybe they're talking about this. Maybe they're talking about the Rampage. And I thought they did a really good job of keeping it vaguey. Mm. But then again, I read the Japanese, and I'm seeing certain certain words, certain kanji. I'm like, okay, they're, they're hitting this kind of hard. I, I think it's pretty obvious what they're talking about. But that's a it's a personal guess. It's it's just a guess at this point. But I was I do just think that with the connection of Yukumo and you know uh Kamura, like to me it seems pretty obvious. That would be the obvious choice. And especially with the fact that we're so aerial now and it's an aerial yeah, it monster. Make, it would make well, it makes total sense. Yeah. Um I'm I'm actually really happy that I read the very first volume because otherwise when Sphereine started going all cutesy about the the fluffy animals, I was just like, wait, what? I would have been very in surprised. In in the game. Did you not you do her quest? Yeah. When you do her uh whatever companion quest or whatever they're calling it. I, I've done I've done all she the She talks about it a lot. Like oh, they I've... talk about her her obsession with cute little dolls and people start gifting her and like flooding her little office with them and she cherishes them, but she tries to put on that like the facade of being like a, a total badass. But really, she. I she was loves probably cute stuff. I was probably not paying too much attention when I did her companion. You were lo you were looking too much at what's her name at Mane the armory. What do you mean? What's her name? What kind? What kind of disrespect is this? You little you Miss go to her. Forge? You go you go to big her. <laughs> big little miss. <laughs> oh no! Stop. <laughs> but it's like. 
You were, uh, you go there all the time to craft your armor. What do you mean? What's her name? Like, what kind of disrespect is this? No, I, actually, did you ever I, see the the montage that that arc made? No, dude, you got to see Which that one? sometime. Uh, he, he made a little oh. montage. Of I mean, me, he's like, made thirst several. Yeah, he, he made a montage of me thirsting over my nail, posted it on. Oh Twitter. yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was really good. And you're like licking your lips and stuff, and you go back and <laughs> raising your eyebrows, and you're like, yeah, okay. And then yeah that was funny that was so good i love that you simping for her <laughs> I, i'm simping hard dude my nail man this is hells yeah but um so yeah there there's uh there's that um and uh we talked about the monsters they're adding something for curious crafting which is supposedly going to help with how rng it is not sure if you were paying attention during that the whole uh augment i did but i i'm not I mean, I've done some Curious Crafting, very little though, so like I don't know the extent of it, but I did want to ask you, they're not making me feel particularly confident that I'm going to be able to return to the game and enjoy the new content because I'm seeing numbers and I'm seeing things that are just like, okay, this feels way out of my reach unless I invest hundreds you mean of hours. The, like, you mean the Master Rank? everything like when it comes to like I, I just messing around with the crafting it it took a lot of resources and time i got some cool upgrades which was great but like is there a problem in the game where you invest so much time and rng in one item that it makes it so that you don't want to touch other ones like this becomes like the one weapon that you're working on uh, and here's the thing people are going to to have very varied opinions on this my opinion is that yes because if you're someone like me, who is like, look, I'm not a speedrunner. I've said it multiple times. So what that means is I don't necessarily need the best of the best of the best to, in order to kill things. But as someone who is very driven, I still want the best of the best of the best. So it's like, I don't, because yeah. people always make this distinction where it's like, well, you don't need that gear. You don't need to be that powerful. And I'm like, I, well, yes. I want it. But I want to, right? Well, I mean, otherwise, what's and it's the, like, like you're, and it's you're like, saying, and, hey, you got a prize for doing this hunt. Why don't you just yeah. not use those materials? It's like, and it's, um, it was my trophy. I want to use it. And 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 here's the and here's the thing because people also like to to bring this out when I talk about MMOs because in MMOs I think it's different. Uh, in MMOs, it's like a lot of people obsess over wanting to get like, for instance, in fourteen, getting like savage gear, but they don't actually enjoy doing the savage content. And like I've played a decent chunk of Final Fantasy fourteen where I wasn't doing savage content and I didn't care about savage gear at all. Because it's like it's a very in, in the case of MMOs, it's usually a very slight performance bump going from between oh, each. Oh yeah, you mean I was gonna say like I want it for like visual? Yes, I want no, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but like in terms of stance, meh. Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's like in MMOs, it doesn't bother me as much unless I'm doing the content. I don't care, you know, if if I have like the best of the best of the best gear because it's a yeah. massive grind. But in Monster Hunter, it's usually much more achievable, which is the reason why it's like, well, I want this gear and I want these stats because this yeah. is important for me. And the amount of RNG that you get with Curious Crafting, not only... And again, this is going to be something where a lot of people disagree with me, and that's fine. Feel free to disagree with me. It's whatever. But this is the way that I feel. Not only it kind of, I kind of feel forced to basically just play one weapon because I really want to min-max every armor piece 
And it's not even min-max in the way of like, get me the thing that'll deal me the most damage. It's more like min-max in the way of, I want these skills. Yeah, I want to have, I want to have maximum artillery. I want to have a Vade extender. I want to have a certain level of guard. I want to have all of yeah. these things. And you look at the the gears, the, the the set that you have, and you're like, it is possible for me to get all of these things, and maybe even a couple of more. It's possible because that is what the system allows you to do. But because it's RNG, it's almost it's like almost math. It, it, the the odds are actual astronomical, unless you're able to like score maybe a. Uh, whatchamacallit, like a uh, decoration slot? Because like decoration slots make it very, uh, very adaptable. You can just like, okay, I can put in whatever I want now because I have a tier two decoration slot in there. So that's even better because you can then just do whatever you want with it. The problem is, like I said, if people are unlucky, you might be rolling that thing nonstop. So not only I feel like whenever I go to another weapon, I'm like, these are resources that I'm wasting that I could be using on my Gunland set to make it better. So I'm wasting the resources on this other set, which I have because I wanted to play Sword and Shield. And then I felt guilty because like, wow, I just burned away like everything that I had from doing like, I don't know, yeah. 10 hours of anomalies to get a couple of extra stats on the Sword and Shield set when I could have potentially gotten an extra skill in my Gunland set. And then on top of it, every single time, and this is one of the reasons why people don't see me do this a lot on stream unless I'm about to end the stream, Every single time I go through a session of curious crafting, it makes me not want to play the game. Hmm. Because if you spe if you burn like five hours of materials of of you grinding anomalies and you just burn you like those five hours like that and get nothing, it is one of the worst feelings in the world when it comes to Monster Hunter. You're just like I don't know why they burn didn't away do a bunch like of resources and and boom and you get nothing for it. I wish they would have did it like they did like the the prowler system, right? Like where you can unlock a curious craft like a skill for it, right? Like maybe you know, kill three curious Malzinos and all of a sudden you now have the ability to slot in that as the skill that you want and give it like a point based system so that it's a little bit more balanced. I don't know. I just I don't it feels even like think too that much. I don't even think that it needs to be that much deterministic. But I think there needs to be a certain level of determinism to these things that you get. My personal suggestion was like, look at every armor set that you have in the game, right? And I usually bring up the, the Rathalos armor because it has a couple of skills that people will be very quick to recognize, like Windproof, Attack Up, and there was another one. I think it has some Part Breaker in there as well. But like, let's just put those three skills, right? Windproof, Attack Up, and Part Breaker. Let's say you want one of those three skills into an armor piece. So you slot in a couple of Rathalos scales mixed in together with the rest of the materials that you need. And that yeah. gives you like, I don't know, a 60% chance, a 60% chance or something along those lines yeah, yeah. of getting one of those three skills. And that would be like infinitely better. It's still RNG, yeah. but it's a little bit more deterministic. You can and it's influence like you it, can, yeah. You can actually eventually get the things that you want. And that would be a million times better. But... Yeah, you know, the on way paper, that... it scares me. I'm just like, man, well, because they're going to add in new weapons, obviously, right? You're going to upgrade your weapons or you're going to change your weapons. It's like, but there's I, only if you spent like 20, 30 one... hours on one weapon. No, no, but it's not. Oh, you. Okay, so you're not actually upgrading weapons. It's armor pieces. The weapons oh, armor, themselves, yeah, sorry. Is, the weapons themselves sorry, are sorry, completely meant... deterministic. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the. The, the the thing is, for starters, you're only getting one new weapon. It's not multiple weapons because Risen Monsters don't give you weapons. Which is weird. 
I kind of feel like Risen Monsters would have been cool to get like something special from Risen Monsters, but Camellios didn't give a weapon. Uh, and if you look at the uh, video, the weapons that they show when they're equipped with uh, Risen Kushala and Risen Teostra, they're the Kimura, the improved Kimura weapons, mm. the one that are black and That's red. That's a shame because the armors look really cool. Yes. However, Chaotic Gore is going to have a new weapon. Because so he's that's, a new monster. So yeah, so so, so that is going to be your one new weapon. That, so when are we going to get the curious chaotic Gormagala? That's going to be wild. Cur oh, you mean the the anomaly chaotic Gormagala? Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. That would be crazy. Listen, Gaijin, I've been looking for a cursed quest. I've been talking about this a lot in my videos about the cursed quest. It's just the problem is I get burned out on grinding the the anomalies because it's there's too yeah. much repetition. If if you're really just like grinding it out solo, it's it's like it's a 15 minute hunt every time and it's just you against the monster and you know you just beat the crap out of the monster and then you you get your your thing but i fought a couple of them which were not like at max level and there was this one quest that i thought was hilarious because it was um it was an espinas and an uh, um, an apex azuros and it was on the high one i mean i say high 100s like 110 or yeah. something like that 112 115 a uh, hundred and teens, let's put it like that. And so it's me and a friend, and we're going up, and it's a one-cart quest. It's me and a friend, we're going up against it, we killed the Espinas, no problem, no no issues whatsoever. We go against the Apex or Zeros at a hundred whatever. And wow. everything's going fine, we're just like boom, boom, beating the crap out of him. I'm playing Sword and Shield, I'm being like really close. And then I jump in the air to bring in a Shield Slam down, and Azuros turns around, and he socks me right in the face, one taps me, boom, done. I was boom. like, oh. <laughs> that level 100 plus Azuros definitely hits different, as the kids say nowadays. Yeah, so this is a question I wanted to ask you, because, like, I, I'm looking forward to, in the next update, to go back and play the game more. But I'm already feeling apprehension in that, they're raising the wall so high when it comes to the grind factor that I'm not going to be able to hurdle that wall. I know that sounds funny as someone who could easily put in a thousand hours in a game, but it's like, like for example, they they have um, was it Teostra's like what like master rank one forty or something? Yes. Like how long does that take to get there? If I'm at like forty five now, that seems like it's gonna take a while. I just, like quite a while. I I don't know because the thing is I've never grinded master rank right it just comes naturally yeah like if you you're if you're game. constantly playing it sure but it's like what if someone was to come in now like i how think realistically i think that there's um there? i think it's actually reasonably fast the problem is it's not a particularly interesting way Fun to do process? it yeah because it's it, i think there's a quest that you do in the arena that has three monsters so you just very yeah. quickly smash those three that, monsters yeah. down. But it's and like, I think that that quest like really levels you super fast. I don't know if that's the highest rank that you can get. Maybe there's an event quest or something. But yeah, I haven't kept up with that because again, mass, you know, mass rank, hunter rank has never been something that I've really grinded for. Yeah, I don't want to do that 80 times or something like that. So it's like, I don't yeah. know. Like, it just feels like they're really raising the bar but high because it's, like, it's never been that high. Just think, just think, of, it, just think of it like this, right? Uh, you can go do a couple of anomaly quests, and as you are grinding anomaly, you're also grinding hunter rank. So you might yeah, just I get mean, it I naturally. Guess so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the end game, so I guess it's fine. It's just if you make the end game that deep, 
like in far, is in how many hours invested to even touch the breadth of the content. I mean, wasn't it makes uh, it kind of unapproachable, doesn't it? Wasn't like uh, Ruin or Nergigante like hundred? I, I, mean, I did not agree with that. I th I no, it was one hundred, and even that I thought was it was a shame only a hundred. Yeah, because that that was so. there was something that required two hundred. Am I remembering it wrong? I think that there was something was, in Iceborne that required. Was that like the Arc Tempered Velcano? Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't remember, but I, I think know. that there was definitely something there, because because people even brought up the fact, that, oh, you can kill Fatalis before you can kill this thing. <laughs> yeah, the Ruiner Nergigante rubbed me wrong one because I love the monster. That was such a fun. Yeah, fight. it's a real, it's a really. But good fight. it's like if I didn't have the love I have for Monster Hunter to put in the time to grind to get that I wouldn't have seen it and it sucks because it's such a good monster and it's mm. not like it's so overpowered that like you need to gate it so it's like are they not confident in their end game because I think Monster Hunter has inherent replayability but all these grindy systems and RNG and huge I mean we we talked about the deviant system being way too grindy right Yes. Or even the guild quest system in For You, it's like now they're like tripling down on it. It's like, I mean, the, is this even approachable? I don't know. I want somebody to do an experiment and see the biggest, if I were to go at it today, how many hours does it take? That's, that's a good question. The, the biggest how problem that I have. How many hours with, does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll Pop? The, 100, 203. How many? You, usually. You, may that, not, you might not know the. the no, I, I, I know. I know that. I know that. But I think. I think. Wasn't that measured in licks or whatever? People used to ask yeah, how yeah, many the, licks the, it takes to get the to the roll. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the the biggest problem that I have with the deviant system is that if you are doing it in multiplayer, only one player progresses. That's the biggest yeah, issue I that I have that. with that. that which, because that is stupid. Uh, but it's like when it comes to this system. It's like in terms of hunter rank again. I'm never gonna feel the hunter rank grind because I'm always like way above whatever the requirements are. Doesn't matter when it happens because I'm just usually playing so much. Uh, the anomaly grind though, that was definitely that's like I, that I'm curious about. They're raising that to like 200. I'm thinking, how yeah, it's, long it's does like, it take to take a quest that you like and to grind that up to 200? That sounds insane. Yeah, and I I was even questioning Jono about this. He couldn't, he didn't have any information. I was just like, dude, are they gonna make it faster to level up? Because I like try try to guess how many quests away I am from one hundred and twenty. Where did you start, and where are you at? I'm not gonna tell or you where I'm at. I want you to exactly. I just want you to tell me how many quests do you think it takes for me to get to one hundred and twenty? Just know that I'm not there yet. Do you, do you start from one or like I don't know the system well enough i mean yeah you, did you, you, start? you start from one okay so one to 120 you already know that i'm above you already know that i'm above 110 because i told you that i did the zeros quest and that's above 110 so imagine oh, okay. how many quests how many quests away i am from 120 i would hopefully say six maybe seven if it's am, more than one for one level, I would. I that sounds like I am to me. two quests away from 120, and I haven't gotten myself to do them. That's well, I don't want to do the same can, quest 40, 50 can, times. But like, it's that like was from, the, from that statement, you can you can instantly tell like how badly I've been grinding that. That is that I'm like two quests away, and I can't get myself to finish it. But that's not fun. I mean, because if the the carrot at the end of the stick and the stick is that long, it's the, like the, the thing is. Come the on, thing, bro. Like that's. Let, let me explain to you. The thing is, there's no reason to get to one twenty. There's no why reason. Why do they have that level system? 
you know, because because they they have a they have a cap. That's it. That the reason I want to get to one twenty is because I want to find like the hardest possible quest. But now I know that they're raising it up to two hundred. So one twenty is no longer the hardest one. You you get nothing because like I think the materials cap out at like either sixty or eighty or whatever. That's when you get the highest level materials. So you don't even need to get that high. I was just climbing it because I wanted to get to the hardest possible imaginable quest, like a one faint quest with like a Rajang and an Azuros yeah. and like some crazy, like that's what I wanted to do. And I, you know, I, I got to 119, I'm two quests away and I'm just like, bro, I've beaten on this poor Pyrochna Kadaki so many times. This poor animal's like broken and beaten that's down. Say, the Deviant Grind was fun but long, but that at least every step had... You did several times, but every set was a little different, right? They had different monsters, yeah. whatever. But like doing the same quest over and over again to level it up feels like. And, and the I, thing I hate is, to say it, it feels like a gotcha game thing. And and the it just thing feels is like also, it's 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 not a gotcha game. But the the thing no, is, no, what also, I mean, like the mobile game mentality of like the same thing yeah, every yeah. day. You do your your three, and eventually one year later, it's. But max. the thing is also, there's RNG in these quests. Because you remember uh, how investigations used to work back in Monster Hunter World. Because I know you haven't played the game in a while, but investigations yeah, in the yeah. world, you'd have random parameters, right? Some parameters yeah, yeah, would yeah. be good, some parameters would be bad. The mm-hmm. the worse the parameters are for the quest, the more um, investigation experience you're going to get. So okay. your ideal quest is going to have like a negative timer. There's going to be like a one yeah. monster quest that you can do it real fast, as opposed to having to kill a bunch of them. And it is going to have one faint. That's like the best mm. experience that you can possibly get from a quest. So like a super low timer, one faint, one monster, boom, go. And I only got like the best quest that I could have possibly gotten at 116. So before that, I was grinding with subpar quests. And, and people are going to be like, well, who told you to grind the same quest over and over? Generate more. And I was like, I was. The reason I was hunting a Pyrochna Kadaki is because the part breaks generate way more investigations than any other quest. So before I would hunt the Pyrochna Kadaki, I would run around the whole map gathering curio stuff to generate more things. Then I would break every single bone with part breaker on that Pyrochna Kadaki to generate even more quests. So I was generating like six to eight quests Every time that I would finish my quest, I would generate six to eight more quests, and I've never gotten a good one until I was at 116. So See, he, when I tell people I w- that I'm extremely unlucky with RNG, I'm not yeah. joking around. It's actually a thing. So here's a question I think, I mean, Seth would be the one to ask because he would know, but I'm curious. Do you think the fact that you have developers from Monster Hunter Frontier involved with this that they're maybe mistakenly bringing the mindset because like that sounds like a perfectly normal system for a game in which you play daily right and you it's a grind and it's an mmo kind of thing like monster hunter freedom you know like the online or whatever like do you feel that they're taking that sort of like mmo grind mentality and putting it into a consumer title that doesn't really need that much grind i don't know because there's also another factor involved in this and that is the fact that i've done this mostly solo because my friends aren't really, you know, they, they played a little bit of it, but now most of my friends that I've played the game with, they've kind of like, oh, I don't want to do the anomaly grind thing, so go have fun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the Steam matchmaking is like broken. Like there's something about the, the regional settings or whatever. I, I haven't looked too deeply into it, but it's broken, which basically means I can't 
match with other players like 99% of the mm. time. People have told me, oh, there's a mod that fixes that. And I'm like, well, I don't want to mod the game. I don't, I don't yeah, like I don't using mods. People know, people know my stance on that. I'm, you know, if you want to use mods, do whatever you want. I don't care. But like, uh, I don't like modding the game. And then on top of it, there's also the situation that we've had uh, for a while back, which I'm not sure if you were aware, but people were actually generating quests with mods that would yeah, yeah, with that would destroy and they would destroy save files for other players. So it's the most un- so it's, it's the like, good quest issue all over again, yeah. So it's like to me, it, there's two things that are making me apprehensive, which is like, oh man, am I gonna get into one of these quests? It's gonna brick my like 700 hours save file? I'm not really too comfortable by that. And then there's the other thing where it's like, oh, do I mod the game to bypass this regional nonsense that is happening on Steam? Yeah. And so I ended up soloing most of it, which it's going to be made easier with Title Update 3 because I'll be able to bring in followers. So at least I'll have something to distract. Because like, I want to get to a challenging quest, but I feel like I don't need to be doing challenging things all the way up to like getting that challenging quest. Like At some point, I'm yeah. like, I want to boot up Netflix on my second monitor and just have like followers <laughs> there to tank the monster or whatever and then I'll just kill it and it'll be whatever because yeah. it's just too much you know you don't want and especially now one of the things that I've <clears throat> noticed is as I've gotten older is like I noticed that the surge of adrenaline that you tend to get when you are uh, playing something that is very challenging for a very long it's time tiring it's not just tiring like it gives me chest pain like I've been yeah, noticing that a lot with anxi- um, anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It, I've been noticing that a lot with uh, God of War because I'm playing God of War on maximum difficulty, and it's like at the end of every stream, my heart is—I can literally feel my heart going like. Can't always be on edge. And I'm just like, you, you, I can't keep. I'm 40 years old, dude. I'm gonna give myself a friggin' coronary playing video games. Like what the hell? Yeah, so I'm kind of curious, also, like with the the arisen monsters, right? Because I still have not faced arisen Camellios. Because okay. I'm I'm not that far in the game, um, which is kind of funny. You'd think, like, again, like in the older games, you get to master rank 100. That would be it. Like, that was enough to say, like, you probably now have the gear to handle the fight. But like, I've I've watched people fight. It looks really fun, um, and it looks quite different and hits hard. But it's like, at what point are they, are they scared because of what happened with Fatalis and Alatrion that? the bar to entry was so low that people got their asses handed to them and there was an upcry of people like, what the hell? But really it was it was assuming that players had invested more time into the systems. Um, because like I looked at the, what was it? The uh, the master rank requirement to even take on Teostra is ridiculously high. And it's I like don't... at that point, are, like if it's a ridiculously hard monster, that's fine. I didn't but think do that they Risen need Camellios, to gate it that hard? No, I don't think Risen Camellios is that hard. Not really. But why especially are they gating Teostra behind 150 or something? I don't know. It doesn't make a, that much more sense to me because if you're grinding anomalies, I don't even think that anomalies require that much uh, master rank, and they're way harder than Risen Camellios. So why? I don't know why it's locked away so hard. And especially I saw Teostra, I'm like, he looks awesome. I love Teostra, but I will never fight him unless I have... 300 hours to put into the game. I don't, I don't, I don't know think it's 300 hours. I don't think it's 300 hours. I don't think it's that long. I, I need think to that, get some math. I, I'm, I'm worried, over really worried, I think. I, yeah, I, I think you might be over, over exaggerating because, like, you know, you remember when you'd see like Seth or G Rank Rupeku going at it, going for 999 or whatever. 
And yeah, they would yeah. usually be climbing like when you get to the really high levels, then it's really slow. You get like five or six a day of like 10 hours grinding or something ridiculous like that. But like to get up to the, you know, the the low 100s, I don't think it's that long. Like most of my friends, and they haven't even been actively playing the game that much. Most of them can probably do Teostro when it comes out. So I, I don't think hmm. it's that much. Okay, I think, I'll look into it. I Maybe I'm just overly worried. Yeah, I, I think you're over you're over preoccupying to like just play the game, and I'm pretty sure you'll just get it naturally. Yeah. Especially if you do a couple. Okay. Of I mean, if it's only like stuff. 15, 20 hours, like that, that's fine. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think it'll be much more than that because I okay. Especially once you start doing like the higher the higher level monsters and stuff, I would expect them to like give you probably like one rank per hunt or something like that. It's gonna be reasonably. Yeah. Okay. I think. Well, I'll, and, try, and I'll, I'll try to. I mean, the problem. I'll, I'll, I'll report back though when yeah. I do do that. So I will take track of that and. The, let the problem know how is, it went. I don't, I don't know. It's like if you go in with other players, it'll definitely be way faster naturally. Like if you match up. Yeah, with but I don't want. I don't want to just destroy a monster over and over again. That's not fun for me. That's why I don't do bowgun rooms. I mean, there is a fun aspect to that, but yeah, I want. I don't. I don't like. I like to do that for fun, not for grinding. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the, the whole thing about the monsters and whatnot. Uh, mm. What else did they... They're bringing in new events, which I haven't been doing the events. I feel like the events this time around uh, for Sunbreak haven't really been that rewarding to the point where I haven't even done them. It's like you can go get your stickers and your poses and whatever, but... I just do I, they have do they have are they doing I haven't touched them so I don't know but uh, have they done like the baby quests where you have like the the super miniature versions of the monsters they've that done, knock you to the other end of the arena they've done a couple of those but okay. not too not not too many from my understanding but again I haven't really done that many of them so I I don't know mm. but uh, yeah they're they're so, bringing in they're bringing in a couple of new ones of those which are going to bring more gestures more poses uh, and also the a couple of uh, layered armors but no layered weapons huh no layered weapons and event quests Oof. there's no layered That's why weapons you have your wallet oh i don't yeah. want to jump into that topic quite yet i really want to i want to talk about something else before that that okay. is really positive okay then i mean tell me. all of it's laced in positivity but so they said that they're adding the ability to play most of the master rank quest with your followers, with the NPCs. Yes, and that's more than one, right? That like you can have a team, right? From what I've seen, from what I've seen in the footage, yes, they had um, they had both Fiorain and um, Rondine. They had both of them in one quest, and I think I also saw the twins. Most people are saying they're going to be taking the twins because the twins can uh, do hunting horn, so they're going to buff the crap out of you. Me yeah, personally, but can you get a fourth NPC with you, or is it going to be three like it is? No, like it's been up to now. It's it's three, but remember they also bring their pets. So technically speaking, oh it's yeah, yeah. You, it's you Six. plus two pets plus the two followers plus one pet for I, each of the followers. Yes, That's I a lot of people those in a follower hunt. quest. Yeah. Those quests are so fun. I think that's the best thing this entire generation has brought to Monster Hunter, like this game. I love how they did the NPCs. The AI is great. The characterization's great. I absolutely adore it. So if I'm able to play with them as I grind my master rank, then maybe I'm going to be just fine because it... Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not going to play with you online hunters anymore. I never did anyways, but I mean, like, they're just too fun. 
It's like I, I said yesterday, I think that this is one of the best features because not only they're going to be on the Master Rank Quest, they're also going to be on Anomaly, which, like I was saying oh, earlier... that's good. That's what I was curious about. Yeah. I'm going to be able to take them with me on Anomaly grinding, so then I don't have to worry about this matchmaking issue and whatever. I'll just be like, okay, it's going to be me, Arlo, and Luchika, and we're going to destroy everything. And the reason why it's those two is because they're the only NPCs that can bring Gunlance. Why don't yeah. they give Fiorina Gunlance, please? I am curious, though, like, if... This was just something that took time to develop and that's why it's coming out now or if they kind of said you know we want to have the online community going so let's kind of time gate it let's let's release this feature later down the road because i would prefer it like if in future games because not everybody can afford online right like there's yeah. people who are on switch who do not have a subscription to switch online this is the perfect opportunity to give them the multiplayer experience it's like i kind of hope that they would in the future not consider this a content update but something that they could put in from the very start because it's it's really good i think i mean i'm really looking forward to trying it out it's it's a really good feature and apparently people have told me that there was already a mod that did this so people were already doing this maybe capcom was looking at like hey look at what people are doing well let's let's just yeah, put it so in the positive game I feedback guess. capcom like this is a good idea yeah, and like, it's like, it if up. you remember... This is really good. If you remember Toki then, that is something that they did in Toki then as well. I love it in so Toki much. then, oh you just Nagi be like... was always with me, man. Bring, bring your NPCs with you and go to town, have a good time, it's whatever. So, yeah. It's, it's like, I like the followers, uh, and I also like the fact that it's basically optional. Hey, you want to bring the followers, bring the followers, don't want to bring the followers, don't bring the followers. Yeah, and it's it gonna scales be anyways for you, yeah. so it's all good. It's a smart move. And I and um, I like the so I like I the banter. I like the banter that you get with the followers. A as lot, well. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I gotta say that to me was the the entire showcase of last night. That that's the thing that stuck with me. I'm like, oh, that looks good. I mean, besides, chaotic Gormagala looks badass. Um, Dude, can you can you believe that I had people call chaotic Gormagala reskin? <laughs> they never fought him then. I'm I'm just like. Bro, I, he I is surprisingly different. Like, it's like, it's the the reskin conversation around Monster Hunter always manages to trigger the crap out of me. I, I wonder if that is why people are just like, oh, this monster's a reskin. I'm gonna I'm gonna trigger the boomer man, boomer Rurikon gonna get triggered. It is a reskin. Ah, it's like bro. every game does reskins and that's fine. No, but it's, it's like not even a reskin though. At least Chaotic Gore Magala is not a reskin at He's all. He's a unique monster. Like Jesus Christ, cool. I love the fact to get the Shagaru wings. You gotta like break that part of the wing, and it hits really hard compared to the Gore Magala side. Yeah. It's so cool. But that thing hits like. Man, when we face it in 4U and G-Rank, I'm like, this team hits so much harder than I remember. Like, it really hurts. I'm I'm excited, especially because I play Insect Glaive in Sunbreak mostly now, which it's, means it's, that I can, I, I'll can i be able to dance around the fireworks down below. It's going to be so fun. It's also going to be interesting because the chaotic Gormagala weapons are going to enable people to actually do the, um what's it called, the Brutal uh, Rampage Deco, which is the one that gives you yeah, yeah, negative, negative crits. Because I, I, I did that in Generations Ultimate where I basically grabbed the um, Apex Diablo. Not Apex. Damn it. It's Bloodbath Diablos. <laughs> Jesus. I, I grabbed the Bloodbath Diablo set, like full set pretty much. And then I would grab the um, 
the yep. the chaotic chaotic Gormagala gun lance. So long as I wasn't fighting a chaotic uh, another Gormagala, yeah, because yeah. that would just With the make it worse. But on every other monster, I'd do that, and then I would just do aerial slap lance. So just like jump up, 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 up slam, slam, slam. <laughs> it was so fun, dude. That was the best. Well, you know me. Back in what was the generations, I played the weathered bow was my main. I had a lot of fun with that. It was minus seventy percent crit. Oh my god! And you could have negative skills and bring it down more. Oh man, that thing was fun. Too. Jesus Christ! But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'd say like monsters, great. Flaming Espinosa, I loved. I hope we get another version of him. I, I think I read that there was a rare version of like a white version, and then, yeah, then it clicked white in my mind. Espinas. Espinas is the multiplayer version of Monoblos. Kinda. Think about it. Like Monoblos, you can only fight solo. That's a rule in Monster Hunter. That's there's story reasons for that. Like you cannot it will never be in a multiplayer quest. And white Monoblos, if you fought him in for you, Jesus Christ, that boy is fast. He's fun. That's one of my favorite fights. Espinas has the same vibes. The charging, the single horn, hyper aggressive. Uh, catch you off guard if you try to even heal at the wrong give him half a second he got your ass you know like pff, uh -huh. send you over the wall it feels to me like he is like the online version a multiplayer enabled version of monoblo so it's like if they've got a rare version i want it i want it bad because i really that enjoyed flaming espionage i'll put him on my top 10 easily of favorite fights ever Damn. i really enjoyed that I, fight i, I really fun. I really enjoyed Flaming Espinas as well because it was uh, it was the one surprise. I, I in my stream, I remember I was like I was fighting up. I think you were even there, and I was like, "Oh, I can block this 100 percent." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's those explosive fun moments. I yeah. love those. That's why I like Bloodbath Diablo so much. It's why I like Molten Tigrex. There's just these explosive you know, aggressiveness and just. Unlike unlike Spectre. poor Violet Mizutsune, which you know, just like Mizutsune throughout the entirety of Rise has basically been a little doggy, which you tap him once in the head and he just turns around expecting <laughs> belly rubs. That's what he does. Like every single yep. time you tap him in the head, he's like, "Ah, can I get belly rubs? Belly rubs, please." I saw some people complaining about the monster, but I'm like, it's a rare species. It's supposed to be very close to the original monster just dialed up to 20 you know like that you, you mean violet mizutune? yeah yeah my biggest complaint is that i just find all mizutune variants it felt are a too little easy. bloaty though uh, it felt I, a little bloaty to me like the fight just felt like it went on a little too long but then the, again i grabbed a sword and shield and then i whomped its ass the the hardest mizutune that i fought was like when i fought an anomaly mizutune above 100 because mm. that one you know the little bubble attack he does yeah. One shot. <laughs> the the big bubble one. that it does, which is like a bubble and then it explodes instantly. That attack is a one bloop. shot. It's like bloop, you're dead. Boop, you're dead. So let's um before we <coughs> sorry. Whoa. <clears throat> before we jump to the elephant in the room, which is the both one of the things I love the most about that event and one of the things I hated the most. Before we jump to that, I do want to mention that I, I've been I actually did play a little bit of Monster Hunter recently. I actually booted up my Vita for Monster Hunter Portable 3rd just so I can jump in on the fun to see if, if okay, if this is the one game where Devil Joe eats his tail, they say. I'm like, uh-oh. Mm. 
because I've never seen it in all my time playing Monster. I've never I've heard it, and there's no reason to think lore wise that it wouldn't be the case. Of, let but me tell I've you, I've never seen it in game. Let and me tell you my a, my it's strategy. The greatest hoax ever. Let it's me so tell great. you my strategy about this debate. Okay, I have a strategy uh -oh. that I've employed for this particular Smells thing. Like Ever since I've seen this pop up online, I've had this very clear strategy in my head that I've adopted to great success. What is it? I've remained completely silent. And whenever somebody shows uh, proof of what is actually real, I'll say, that, that's exactly what I thought all along. <laughs> yeah, but, that's that's yeah, my but. plan. Yep, th th I, I thought like that all along. That's why I didn't weigh into the discussion at all, because I think y'all are crazy. Yeah. So it's like 100% he ate his tail. Oh, wait, he didn't. 100% he didn't eat his tail. Yep, I knew yeah. it all along. For me, it's fun because I never questioned it. It yeah, sounds I mean, possible. Yeah. I've never seen it. I like. I don't feel like. Oh, I've seen it. But so it's. It was really funny to see this get called out and everybody looking at it and like the whole world at it. They even put like a was a five hundred dollar bounty in like Hong Kong or something for it. Really? No one can claim it. Yeah, and like it's. It just doesn't happen. So like. You know the the writings on the wall. I thought it was really fun. So though. it's so and it's I actually wish... so it's actually not true. Is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, that's not true. Okay. Yeah. See, I knew that all along. Not, that's why I didn't sale. weigh in on the discussion. I mean, people will swear that they've seen it, and there. The thing is, is there's times where small monsters like to gather around his tail in those areas. There's times where a pinned hunter. You know how like, you get pinned, but then like you yeah, get yeah. out of it right away. But mm -hmm. he still does the animation. There's of course people who are trolling and putting the meat inside the They're tail. They're putting meat inside the there's, tail. Yep. Yeah. You know, there's lots of things that would make you think that. And people swear up and down, no, I couldn't carve it afterwards. Like, he ate it. I swear to God. I'm thinking, oh, okay. I mean, I've, it, that might be a weird brain effect, but I've never seen it. And no one can deliver proof of it. So, I think, you know, I think if, I've it, even if it seen sounds like, sketchy, it's sketchy. I think I've even seen, like, mainstream media outlets reporting on it, calling it a case of gaslighting and whatnot. <laughs> It's, it's hilarious, it's hilarious. To me. <laughs> and I, I think, but I do think that it's run its course, and it would be nice if Ken it's one of those said something. It's one of those urban legends, basically. Yes, Devil Joe eats his tail. It's like I, I think the first you time you know they're going to add it into the next game now. Yeah, probably. But it's like I they're, think the first time I heard it was actually, I think it was actually in my stream. I think uh, one of the people that was playing the game with me, I think it was actually Kegrin who told me the first time that I ever heard it, it was like, oh, do you know he eats his own tail? I was like, huh, interesting. But it's like I've never seen it. I've definitely never seen it. I mean, he's got it. uncontrollable hunger, so I mean, nothing surprises me lore-wise, but it's just, is is it in the game? And Th this, Sorry, but... Uh, this takes me back to the um, to the discussion that I, I used to have back... I mean, it wasn't really a discussion. We would just bring it up for, for memes. Uh, me and a friend of mine, Hengist, we would say that Nergigante is a cannibal. And people will be like, what are you talking about? What do you mean he's a cannibal? Well, he eats other elder dragons, so he's technically yeah, eating yeah. his own kind, so he's a cannibal. And people are like, no, yeah. but the, the elder dragon thing is like this overall definition. And so people would have these these big discussions yeah. on 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 our videos, and I would just be like, yeah. no, nah, he's a cannibal. <laughs> but that being said, I will say, just to cover our asses, and for the, I don't want all the comments in the video being like, no, I've seen it. He guy just I've crazy. seen it. Been, yeah. I would say that, like anything with the scientific method, I am agnostic about the idea. I would say that you can't... The burden of proof is on the people who say it happens, right? You can't yep. prove that something doesn't happen. So I would say there's nothing that leads me to believe that he actually does it in the game. 
But like if someone was to produce a video that shows that it's rare, but he does, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Like I'm not That's... saying it's definitive he doesn't, but uh, all evidence does not suggest in the, at this point in time. And the next Monster Hunter not only is going to eat his own <laughs> oh, tail, he's going to, he's going oh, to yeah. yeet it at you just like he did yep. with the, the Jagresses and, and the um, And they're going to put it in the trailer and, and they're going to make it a fun little thing for the community to laugh about and it's going to be great. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Also, so, what so the, the hell is up with Monster Hunter Sunbreak getting snubbed at the Game Awards? That's yeah, stupid. dude, that was, what the hell is going That's on there? The yeah, that was messed up. But it's the, like, especially on Switch, you're like, this is like the one of the best action games on that console. It's it's or even it's PC. Kind it's of, like, what the hell? It's kind of weird how um, how basically it wasn't present on any category. Any. It's it's, it's, just, it's and it's a fantastic game, so I really don't yeah. understand. But then again, there were also weird things in the, some of the nominations. Like if you go, for instance, to the fighting game nomination, which is usually yeah, I heard people talking about that. It's usually reserved to stuff like Street Fighter and whatnot. Sifu is in there. And, you know, I was just like, oh, really? You're going you're gonna to put this in here like some kind of, like, quota nonsense or whatever? Okay. Then I tell you what. I'm voting for Sifu, and I hope it friggin' wins. And I hope everybody votes for Sifu, too. And I would Makes like to see Sifu win. It, right? because, because then be like, people are going to be mad. It's like, it's not even a fighting game. And it's like, yeah, that's how bad the fighting game scene has been this year, that this game that's not even a fighting game won your goddamn category. Ooh. How do you feel about that? Ooh. But yeah, but uh, uh, some love to Sunbreak. I may not be playing it daily, but come on, it's a great game. I mean, if, okay, if you're so gonna let's, wait, let's talk about if, the if big you're gonna one, huh? okay. if you're gonna bring up the the game wars just like real quick, I just want to point out I don't like the format. It's no. It's, here's the thing. I love the show. I like watching the show. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, the, it's, it's the just, announcements are always fun. It's just the thing is, I don't care that much about who wins and who doesn't wins. Like I'll play it up for the yeah. stream because you know we're all having fun, having a good time. I might. It, it, react exaggerate like i can't believe this game won or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. but fundamentally it's... it means nothing to me because i know which games i like yeah. and which games i don't like i just like the show the show itself i think is fun yeah jeff uh, does because, a good job of yeah. producing it and, and and i thought it was interesting because in, in my stream recently i even asked would you rather have this or nothing at all and there were actually quite a few people are like i'd rather have nothing at all and it's like oh what? jesus at least it's entertaining. Just, it's it's gaming yeah. content and it's cool. Wait, like, all, and the cool thing is, is although I don't agree with how many nominations they have, I think more games could be highlighted. It's a big enough industry yeah. that you don't need to have the same three games in every goddamn category. Yeah, I think that it's a good opportunity. There's going to be some game on there. Like for example, I never knew about Celeste or whatever until like a game show yeah. talked about it. Like there's going to be some game on there that someone's going to discover and fall in love with because they saw about it. So. That's a good takeaway. I hope, That's not I hope a bad it's, thing. Um, I hope it's Xenoblade 3 because it was nominated for Game of the Year, baby. <laughs> People love it, apparently. So, a, And here, you want, you want to know the interesting thing? And from what I've played so far, I haven't finished it yet because uh, I have issues with the difficulty because I've been playing it on the hardest difficulty and I think it's very poorly balanced. But um, it's like from what I've played of it so far, in my scale of Xenoblade Chronicles, it's the worst. So it's still a good game. I love the game. But out of all the Xenoblade games, I would rank that as the worst one, personally. So I find it weird that it's getting all of these awards. It's, it's been nominated for Best RPG, nominated like, for Best Soundtrack. Where were you guys when Xenoblade 2 was out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's incredibly frustrating because like, I think that Xenoblade 2 
has the best combat of the whole series. Uh, and Xenoblade 3 is not nearly as good. But one of the things that I wanted to bring up is I feel that Nintendo fundamentally does not respect Monolith Soft. I think that Nintendo is incredibly disrespectful of Monolith Soft. And I just wanted to bring that up because it, I'm not sure if you remember what happened at the release date of Xenoblade 3. So Xenoblade 3 was supposed to release like in September or something like that. And instead it was pushed forward to like July or August or whatever it was. I forget when the exact release date was, but it was pushed forward. The reason it was pushed forward was because Splatoon 3 was supposed to come out in that date. But Splatoon 3 wasn't ready. So instead of that, Nintendo's like, okay, your game looks about ready. Push it out. And they pushed out uh, Xenoblade 3. And Xenoblade 3, in my opinion, wasn't ready for release because there are uh, there's some s stuff there, like I said, about difficulty balancing is atrocious on the hardest difficulty. It's just completely stupid. The fact that the you can't like change your levels and you can grossly start overleveling the content, uh, even if you don't want to, because it's out of your control. You just start overleveling the content. And then stuff just doesn't make sense. And there's a, a couple of other problems, like, um, for instance, the game has way too many invisible walls, which exploration has always been a key aspect of Xenoblade games. And I think that those additional, the additional time that they would have had, they could have polished this up and present a much better product by the time it came out. And Nintendo just kind of, like, shoved them in there. And then if you think about it, if you think about it, look at what Monolith Soft has done. Monolith Soft has done for Nintendo. They've helped them with Pokemon Arceus. They've helped them with Breath of the Wild. They're probably helping them with the next Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild Two, or whatever. Uh, they've helped them with Splatoon Three. So that I kind of feel like Monolith Soft is grossly underappreciated by Nintendo. And I'm just super happy to see them get all of these awards because now it's like, look at how much you disrespect these people, Nintendo. Look at all of the disrespect you have for this company yeah. and look at all the awards they're getting. You don't see Splatoon take, 3 take they're getting nominated for Game of, that, of the Year. Yeah, take a little bit of that overlove towards Game Freak and move it over to Monolith. Yeah, dude, <laughs> if, if Nintendo would simply support Monolith Soft, dude, they would have so much better games. Instead, it's like Xenoblade. I, I feel like it's almost seen as this side thing that just happens to be a yeah. Nintendo thing that comes out every now yeah, and then. Yeah, Nintendo rubs me wrong these days. I think we've talked about that before. I'm very, I'm, I'm that. just very disappointed at the way that they've handled the Xenoblade situation. That's a shame. It's, it's, it's like the game could have come out in a much better state. It's still a fantastic game, and I still think the story is really good, and then the gameplay is fun, and all of that, but. It's just like it could have been way better with just a little bit more polish. And Nintendo didn't give them that time. They're like, no, we need we need to work on Splatoon 3, so release your little crappy JRPG yeah. or whatever, and then we'll release our big Splatoon 3 title when you were supposed to release yours. But, and not to mention how close it was to the release of Sunbreak as well, which I would argue there's a significant overlap between those two player bases. So I'm just saying, yeah. I, I got really salty when I saw it being nominated at the Game Awards. Like, I'm happy for them, but it, I got even more salty over the fact that, you know, it doesn't really have a, a shot, I don't think, at winning the, the Game of the Year because it's going up against... Elden Ring and God of War like let's just face it those are the really two big winners in there imagine if Stray wins the the cat game <laughs> is it good is it good because it looked really cute I, I don't know I've never played it yeah but I, I don't know but uh, anyways uh, uh, Nintendo is Nintendo right I mean yeah the, I mean they released one of the most critically acclaimed Animal Crossing games and they, they do one DLC and then they're just like yeah we're done yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't even update that game anymore. I don't I don't care that Anyways, much about Animal Crossing. We don't so. care. They got enough money they can just do whatever the hell they want. But But uh, it's time for yeah, it's so time for you to just the like big, the big topic. Air out I know you don't want to talk about this. It's like it's I know not you don't want to talk about this, but I want to talk about it. It's it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's more so I've gotten so much crap for and and, and here's the thing that I think that people don't understand cuz like they think that I'm speaking out against Capcom or something like that, and I'm criticizing Monster Hunter, and I'm painting it in a negative light. And I hope that people understand that the first thing I did before I even made the video was I went directly to uh, our contact at Capcom. I went to Jono, and I told them, listen, this is how I feel about these weapons. And, you know, you can pass that on to the team. I just want, you know, I still love the game. I think the game's amazing. But this is how I feel about these Lost Code weapons. It was literally the first thing that I did. Because like I, I'm always gonna sit, I'm always gonna speak my mind. I, I don't care if companies yeah. eventually blacklist me or whatever. I've never been blacklisted by a company that I'm aware of for saying something negative about a video game. That has actually never happened to me. So you know, and I've been very critical of a lot of video games that I like. It's just that simple. So I spoke out against the Lost Code weapons. And a lot of people gave me a lot of crap and there was a lot of animosity and, you know, people coming up in my Twitter and specifically telling me, I bought the Lost Code weapons and I'm not regretful, huh? Do you hate me? And, and stuff like that. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't care. It's like, do whatever people you want. The social interaction these days is it's weird. stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Like I was telling you before we did the podcast, it's like if you're running a cafe and someone runs open, opens the door and says... I don't want your goddamn coffee and then shuts the door. You're like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you coming to me yelling? I was like, whatever. But let me just say, like, this comes all from a place of love because these are some of their best designed weapons, I think, in years. I think these scenes, as someone who owns almost every single Monster Hunter plush, especially from uh, Rise and Sunbreak, and to have a weapon series that's layered, that is based on the plush designs, and it looks so damn good creative fun wacky everything we've been wanting because we used to have stuff like this but this is even like it's really well done like like mwah, chef kiss to the designers of these weapons yeah, I think yeah. they look amazing i I, said, I don't blame anybody for wanting to buy them and i'm not judging you but holy shit they do look great and that's like it brings me to the problem I said the same thing about the Lost Code weapons, by the way. I congratulated the team. Like, I think those weapons look friggin' phenomenal, which in a way is kind of like part of the problem because they have unique things that you can't get in the game. Yeah, so it's like, and I'm someone who, I'll, I'll just give you my perspective as someone who's been playing Final Fantasy fourteen for almost a year now. It's been 11 months, almost 11 months, not quite. Um, and I've spent a lot of money on the MOG station, even though... Screenix seems absolutely determined to make it the most hardest scene ever to navigate. Like they don't, <laughs> they make it so hard to find something on that thing. It's like they just don't care, and I think like, it's intentional let, at this let point. Me, let, let me tell you something, uh, because uh, because I'm going to be covering World of Warcraft Dragonflight, uh, and they've released um, the the pre patch for for that expansion that's going to be coming out. Uh, I want to check out the the new race class, whatever, to to talk about it, make a video about it. So I had to buy the expansion last night. I don't know how easy it was. It was like three clicks of my mouse. They had my PayPal information. The, it was like I clicked it, beep, beep, beep. clicked it, beep, 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 done. It was like three clicks of my mouse, and I and I had it. <laughs> it's like the Square it's Enix like, store. Know, it's the, so the hard. The mod station is weird. Like. You go in there and you're like, I want to buy a Christmas tree or or an ornament or a snowman or something, right? And you click on like accessories, furniture, 
seasonal and you get like three items and then when you click on one it'll say related items and it'll pop up with all this stuff that's not even listed and you're like what the hell you got to like know the name ahead of time and then google it to find the page because you can't even search the store for it yeah. i was like they really downplay it and i think it's because they want to avoid player hate from it and so they just don't make it a major selling point in their stuff but you know as i said in the last weapon it's just disparity that i don't like if they had equally interesting things earnable in game especially for the fact that you know there's been a long history of people complaining self-included that the event quests have been lackluster in the type of rewards i love yeah. the stamps most people don't um i, I think the the thing that i just, find with that is that stickers is an eastern thing is much more common over yeah. there in japan like in the West, I very rarely see people line. use stickers. Line is like the main way people communicate here, and you buy stickers on that, yeah, and you and stuff. Because the the th the thing was, I I had rarely ever seen anyone use stickers, and then we had that afternoon where we played Rise Yumi and Yuna, and you guys were just like spamming stickers. That must have been the <laughs> most sticker usage I've ever done. Was was that one afternoon? Because since then, I've barely ever used them. Oh man, but I mean, it's just like we people have talked for it's been more than a few months, right? People have talked since the release of Rise that, yeah, uh, we wish there was some more cute stuff, we wish there was some more goofy designs, and there's been a few, but then to take it and then give us everything that we wanted and then some, and then say it's paid DLC, it's like there's nothing like that in the game, though. I can't get it, like, I mean. Yeah, see, that's, I don't know, like, that's the reason. Give me, like, those, but give me, like, ones with, like, voice effects and make those the paid ones. Like, at least I have something close to it, right? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's it like, feels like they're offering a grade of quality that's just not in the game. Yeah, exactly. That, And that's the reason why I've never been against layered armor. It doesn't bother me at all. Sell all the layered armor you want because there's yeah. something of comparable quality in the game because you can get layered armor from every single monster in the game. Right, so that doesn't yeah. bother me. And even layered weapons, it probably wouldn't bother me so long as they were of comparable quality. The thing yeah, that yeah. bothers it's me, like, and and mm. this is this is going to be subjective because a lot of people are like, well, I like the ones in the game better, and that's like that that's exactly, perfectly yeah. fine. But like I, the, my point remains, there's not a single weapon that looks, for instance, like the gun because I've seen the gun lance. Like I think that Chaos Layer made a video showing the the Lost Code gun lance, and I was like, that looks amazing. I love that. I want to buy it, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that specific item in the DLC, and that's a personal thing, and it's whatever. And this yeah, is this so is I kind. Mean, and in this case, I'm not even that attracted to the fluffy weapons, personally. Oh, I love them. But I can, but I really understand the appeal behind them. I do think that like. If this was in game, I would definitely farm them, and I would probably even use like the the gun lance because it's just it's a magnamalo tail. I mean, it's pretty cool. You, I you would have <laughs> came back. I would have came back to the game earlier the next update with the Elder Dragon, if we could earn these in the game. Like, because they're giving you nothing but grind, right? But I don't feel like the rewards are really there. And if they had these and they said, okay, they're a pain in the ass, but if you complete all the powder quests, you get one. If you do all this, you get another. If you complete. I don't know, up to Anomaly Quest 100 yeah. against a Malzino, you can get his Lance. They'd give you like Something a, like that. 
They'd give oh, you like a fluffy God. ticket for each yeah, of those things, I'd and then the fluffy ticket would let you craft any anything that you want. Yeah, that'd I be mean, good. they could even go as cutthroat, in my opinion, of they give you three fluffy tickets in the game, and if you want additional ones, you got to buy them. That, I wouldn't even care then. That, that would, would be work. fine. That would be perfectly that would fine. Be fine. Like uh, three or even two. Two tickets in yeah. the game, and then it's like, hey, yeah, you yeah. want more? You know, you, you got want it. more? You, you got to go. For it. You you pay for it. I don't. That mind would that. be that would be perfectly fine. I'd be okay with that. Yes, a hundred percent. It's just, it's like, and like, yes, I get it. I get why they do monetization. I get why they do DLC. I support yeah. it. I don't feel anything bad about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it's They're like continually developing on the game. It costs a lot of money. I've always defended that. And it's like I said, for instance, a lot of the people were criticizing me over this as in like, oh, you're not supporting the game and blah, 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 blah. And let's like even take away all of the videos that I make about the game. Let, let's just take all of that away. I bought a bunch of BGMs because I love the fact that they sell additional music that you can then customize yeah. and put in Elgato. So like I bought the the rock versions of the Narwa song. I bought the the old village oh, yeah. one so you the can get Poke. You can get Poke Village and stuff like that. I'm going to buy the the Malzino metal version or whatever. So it's like I'm going to buy stuff from the DLCs. And as a matter of fact, some of the stuff that I bought costs more than like two, three, five weapons. <laughs> so it's like my problem is not supporting the game. It's just like I don't agree with specifically with these layered weapons because I feel like there's something that you can't obtain anything comparable to in game. Now there is with the fluffy with the fluffy also. weapons though, you can get the fluffy hammer though the the bear hammer whatever. I think that's already in the game if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but the thing is, is like you know, Rise Sunbreak has sold like what ten million copies, right? Just give us that. Just, even just one fluffy ticket. Like, it's just, I I could afford it. I could buy it, but uh, some people can't. And that yeah. really sucks because they're great. They're wonderful. There's nothing like it in the game when there should be. And, you know, it's just, it, it's a, it's disappointment coming from a place of love. Um, yeah. And I hope people understand that. So, like, I mean, if you're going to buy them anyways, like, hey, I'm buying it anyways, I don't blame you. The teens <laughs> look so damn good. <laughs> but am I not happy and I'm just going to be, I'm not, I don't feel that me going, well, I'm not going to buy it and that's going to be my message. Yeah, I'll do that, but I don't consider it like a form of protest. It's just yeah, how it's I not, feel. It's not like we're trying to boycott the game over these weapons yeah, yeah. being added. I'm still going to play the game. I'm still going to make content But my voice, I will, I, will, I will speak my, vo my voice and yeah. I was incredibly disappointed by that. And the thing that made it stung worse, and I don't know if it's just me, but you have the update, right? Is it? It's a great timing. The game is selling well. They're making money. We're hunting monsters, having a good time. They make. They use one. I don't like the idea. I. This is just a personal taste. I don't like that. Uh, Fiorain was the narrator. I just find it weird when a character promotes the game. They're breaking the fourth wall. I hate that. There's something about that that feels I liked weird. it. Like, I, th I thought it was cool. You like it? Like yeah. Fiorin going, you're a plain monster like the... hunter. I'm like, she doesn't know she's in a video game. But I, that's me, right? I mean, that, that breaks your immersion, like I guess. But I, I thought it was funny. I'd like to see our logo next. I want to see our logo narrate the next she's, one. She's a cool. fun character. I love that they play up. But the thing is, it's like they're playing up on the theme that she likes cute shit, right? Yeah, and it was funny. the 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 dialogue, the scripting was was funny, especially in Japanese. Um, you know, it's cute, and they even end on that, right? Like, oh my god, did he fluffy weapons? Ah, and it's like there's you're an ogre end sword and your shield. You're ending and you're focusing your update on a shop item. I'm like, 
don't do that, man. Like, come on, man. It just makes yeah. this game worse. Yeah. It's just like, come on. I mean, I'm thinking this in Final Fantasy terms, right? It's like they sell tons of stuff in the shop. But they do a very good job of saying, you know, the most desired, the most visually appealing weapons, like the ultimate clears and stuff like that, the shiny weapons, you earn those in the game. And that keeps retention up. And they've got a lot of grind and just like Rise's grind. And, you know, there's some really cool stuff on the shop, but there's it, there's there's parity in terms of quality, right? And they mm -hmm. don't go out of their way to shove it in your face and advertise it. Look how cute and awesome this is, even though they do have some really nice stuff. And I think it's just, it's, I don't know if you'd say it's optics, but it just, it feels a little weird to have an update and they have all these cool, free, amazing things. It's like, can you make that voice paid and like give this to us? Like, I mean, it's like, I, I, I want that really bad. And cause we've been lacking it and we've been saying we've been lacking it. Not like this. Not yeah. like this, you it's, know, but that's my two cents. But I would just say I love the design. They are so nice. I, yeah, more Speaking of that, please. But please <laughs> let us have some of it in game for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, we need, we need something comparable in game because here's the thing. Yeah. If they release something comparable in game, right? Like imagine the next uh, title update, whatever, winter next year, they release a comparable yeah. thing in game. First thing I'm doing is I'm buying the, the lost code gun lamps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll forgive you and we'll yeah, buy it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like the, I mean, if, it if should release... come to the game first, though. Yeah, yeah no, in that, that's... principle. But you know what? I'll forgive that. Yeah, but it's like if if you release something of comparable quality, like the, uh, here's an event quest, and you'll get like 14 weapons, and these weapons are really unique and really special, and all of this. Then I'm like, okay, now there's something of comparable quality in game. Now I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go buy that other gun lance you guys released a while ago that I didn't agree with, because now there's something of comparable quality in game. That's the way that I look at it. But uh, yeah, and and did speaking... you see that Malzino tail lance? Oh my god! Yeah, dude, it's not a lance, a gun lance. Oh, or oh, that's the gun lance. That's the gun Malzino? lance from from the animation. Oh. At least it looks like the gun lance. Oh, everything looks so damn good. Oh. Yeah, but um. The what was it? Gonna, oh yeah, the the voice that you were talking about, Kagami voice. Um, yeah, who is that? That like, is, is there a character in the game. What I've what I've seen for for starters, what I've seen is the voice actor is Ego Raptor, I believe, from the Game Grumps or whatever. I I never really followed the the Game Grumps, so I don't know too much about that. I've heard people say it's uh, Ego Raptor, but um, besides that, that character is very interesting to me. It's not in the game yet. Uh, people are saying that he's probably going to be the one who leads the charge, like to the the final boss, or whatever. Kind of like the the guy um, that came in at for Fatalis, the commander, the general, whatever he was called. Oh uh, right? yeah, that would be neat. So if maybe he's going to be a character that shows up in the game later. But like the reason I'm super interested in him is because he is the leader of the royal secret, uh, whatever secret service. Give us some backstory. And it's like, just I like, dude, his, his I want. Right? guild secrets i want guild conspiracy theories i want to know why the guild dictates the way like i would love to see a monster hunter where they dive into like the shadiest parts of the guild and you actually uncover like that oh behind all of these things there's actually some sometimes we're not doing what, what's best for the ecology and whatnot and there's all these like i want to know more because the guild is extremely secretive and I would like to know more about like all of their secrets. Okay, well I don't want to break trust your heart, them. but I, I'm I'm looking at the Japanese site for the character, and it does have an asterisk saying 
Kagami is a is an original character that does not appear in the game. Yeah, I know. They said the and same it, thing. It's not that they he say the same thing in the English appeared, one. But it sounds like he's not going to. But maybe his dialogue will give us a little bit of something, right? I I don't know. I'm not going to be replacing my characters because I like my my characters. Big gruff veteran is like, oh, I'm gonna blow you to kingdom come. <laughs> I do find it really weird though that instead of having a preset to make the appearance and then you can tweak it as you like. They give you a screenshot saying, here's all the individual settings for all hundred things and you can recreate the character yeah. this way. Or like, that's just weird. <laughs> I mean, they're just not adding it to the game because they want you to be able to just like tweak it around and whatnot. So it's whatever. But, but you know, hey, that's I like that's I like that character. I think he's a very interesting character. And I, I'm looking forward to at least if he's not going to do it in game, I'm looking forward to them releasing like a, a stories volume eight or whatever that talks about Kagami yeah. and all of the guild secrets. And although I, I don't know how I'm, I don't know how the Royal Society is associated with the guild because it almost seems like they're two completely different entities. So like, yeah, I don't know. But it'd be interesting. Tell me if I missed it. But like. Are you able to get Paz as a companion or not? I was really disappointed that in no. all my playthrough, I've never seen any way to play with her. And as far she's, as I'm aware, to me, no. one of the funnier characters, and it's kind of a disappointment for me. But no, as far as I'm aware, no. You just get the the characters mm. from Kimura, and not even all of them, because uh, like you can't run around with um, what was the name? Uh, Yagumi is is it Yagumi? I forget the 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 girl from Dango, the Dango Yugomi. Yamogi? Yamogi. Yes. I, I know you there was some. You just call me a piece of trash? You go me? Go me means trash. No. <laughs> oh my God. The disrespect. Jesus. I'm worse than Nintendo. You're calling her go me. No, 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 no. Her Karakuri Dango technology. <laughs> yeah, but it's Ancient like you can't. Dango tech. I, I would love to have her in a quest. I think that'd be really cool, but I don't think you can have oh, yeah. her either from my. <laughs> But it's like Ar Arlo is my is my. He always needs to he's come with me. He's also he's also. The, I think he. If you look at the skills, I think he had the most amount of skills out of any other companion. Mm. The thing is, it's he also comes in with a lot of like tremor resistance and windproof and all of these other skills that it's whatever. But yeah, he's I mean, got if they the let most. Me... Oh, sorry. He's he's got the most uh, the most skills. By the way, did you see um? Did you see the developers uh, when they played the Gunlands? No, but I heard that it was like really bizarre. It's not bizarre. I, I, I saw think... a I saw it was a Chaos Slayer saying like we don't play Gunlands like that. We <laughs> don't. Something like we, that. We don't. But uh, it, it's interesting. <laughs> is because it a good? Is it interesting way to play it? Or it's it's an interesting way to play it because it shows you an, a very unorthodox playstyle that is possible to do with the Gunlands. It's just not very optimal. So, like, mm. for starters, he didn't have load shells, which is weird. If you're playing Gunlance, why wouldn't you have load shells? Then he's playing long, and he's doing, like, poke, which is weird. <laughs> I Actually, not thinking back to it, I don't even know if I've seen him do a wyvern fire throughout the whole fight, which is, like, one of the biggest selling points of... Uh, of long. long and yeah. he's playing he's playing long with guard shell with um with guard um guard reload which again is They're another weird thing you. but but the the interesting thing was like a lot of people were saying like oh the, the i remember when i because i i think i reacted to this on on twitch or something and people were saying oh the developers don't play gunlance and i was like no 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 <laughs> let me tell you 
you try picking up a gun lens for the first time and do what this guy is doing, you're not going to do it. <laughs> it's just not yeah, going to happen. They're playing it. They're so playing it. so they're he's, playing it very he's playing it, but he's definitely playing it in this really weird way. But I thought it was cool because it just showed like a, a different play style and it just illustrated all of the potential of the stuff that you can do. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a cool thing. I liked seeing them play gun lens. It was very interesting. And it was also the guy who played the gun lens was the guy who developed the blast dash skill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nice. So I was, I was really huh. happy to I'll see that I'll have to that check video. that out. Yeah, you, you should. You should. It's, it's like they have it very uh, edited, even though the hunt itself is like over 15 minutes or something. The whole video is like four yeah. minutes. So it's very fast. Coolio. Well, I do want to ask, like, if anybody in the comments, if you guys have recently done like an MR grind or if you've done like a, an anomaly grind and you have any type of idea of a, a rough ballpark of, Yay, I started up and I went from 50 to 100 in X amount of hours or X amount of hunts without like just like, oh, just get three light bow guns and a heavy bow gun and blow up this monster. Yeah. Or just slight slice shot, you know, uh, what's his name? Did the Sergios or Diabolos to death? Like, or no, Basil to death. I was like, give me a normal plane thing. If you have any estimate, I would love to know because if I'm worried about nothing, I'd, I'd rather just shut up. I, about it. I think, I think you're, you're probably worrying over nothing, but again, I wouldn't know because I hope I'm, so. I'm like master nice. rank 200 something at this point. It's like, doesn't even matter. But, Pro uh, <laughs> yeah, that it's been nice talking to you though. And monster hunter, it's been a while. It's definitely been nice. Uh, I hope we can do it more often. Maybe you can pull yourself away from final fantasy 14 a little bit more often. We can do this more, but, uh, Hey, tell you what, if we do this enough, maybe I'll take up that, uh, manscape. Mans <laughs> I'm not talking about manscape with you. That's just, weird. <laughs> what do you mean? I we mean can make, we can make a funny ad like angry Joe does. We do like a funny ad about manscape. Oh Jesus! But anyways, oh. guys, we're gonna we're gonna be calling it here. This was uh, a lot of fun, and this is also the reason, by the way, guys, why I didn't want it to push uh, us to just like do it, even though there wasn't that much that we wanted to talk about, is because I want every episode of the podcast to be special, and if it's not special, then I don't think it's it's worth doing. That's the way that I look at it. So. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, hit the like button and all of that jazz. There'll be links to Gaijin stuff where there will be absolutely no videos this year. Uh, and <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. Stay strong. Stay safe. And try out Final Fantasy XIV. With... No, I'm joking. Uh, get ready for the next title update coming this month from us under Sunrise. Free advertisement, see? Landscape. <laughs> <laughs>